Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you got me. Now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris, as always. Uh, Coming to you on a Wednesday, um, back doing the solo shows as they were. Um, did it last week, Masada, uh, long two-hour interview with that dude, and uh, had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, this week, I will be joined shortly by my guest, Nate Hatred. He's a guy who I've wanted on the show for a long time. Anybody who knows me and knows what I do here, um, the thing that I hold nearest and dearest to me as far as wrestling and my enjoyment and my expertise would be old school CZW that, you know, where a lot of people have ECW as their fondest memories. And that's, you know, where they, they really found their, their love of independent wrestling or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, old school CZW. That's, that's what hooked me in. And, um, you know, Nate being one half of the hate club was a big part of that. And, uh, yeah, so definitely looking forward to talking to him shortly. Um, it should be very entertaining. I have a lot of things to go over with him, so um, we'll get into that um, very shortly as soon as uh, he calls in. 
Um, what else is going on? They got the CZW show coming up, I believe, uh, next weekend, something like that. And, um, yeah, I think it's this, this coming weekend. I don't even remember, but, um, they're at their new building, the Rastatelli, uh, Ratatouille center, whatever they call it. Um, apparently they moved there. They did one dojo Wars show there and something happened where, uh, situations beyond their control as they wanted to call it. They already headed back to the dojo as far as the dojo war shows go. So, um, it's it's pretty funny that you know they they made this big deal about moving to a new home. We're doing all of our shows there. We're doing our dojo stuff there. We're moving everything there. That's our new home. We could do whatever we want. And then within one student show, they already said, "Well, that's not going to work out." So um, I wonder how is it actually going to work out when it comes down to their, you know, actual CZW shows, which um, they have yet to run there yet. So. I guess only time will tell uh, next weekend. I believe we'll find out what the actual deal is with their normal CZW shows running there. And uh, you know, if that winds up being a problem or, or if they're able to do it, um, you know, I, I said from the start when they moved to this building that it, it's a little bit touchy just because, you know, it, it's listed right on the sign, like Rastatelli kids center or some shit like that. And it's supposedly like a separate part of the building that doesn't have anything to do with the rest and this and that, but still you're pulling up to a building with CZW fans, which yeah, they're not what they used to be, but you still get a lot of, you know, fucking parking lot tailgating and the drinking and there's, you know, weed and all of that shit. And it's going to be within the same fucking complex as a kid's center, which, you know, was already dicey enough in the skate zone. So, I always thought that was somewhat of a lateral move. You know, it wasn't like, oh, man, they're going from, you know, some tough underground shit to a kid's center. I mean, they're going, you know, kind of from one kid's center to another kid's center. But this shit straight up says it on the sign. And um, apparently they used to be known as something else. Uh, it might have been sports and more. I could be wrong on that title. But um, and they renamed it something more kid based. So at one point or another, they really wanted to pushed themselves in a direction where they were even more kid-based than they were before. So, you know, a company like CZW, again, granted, it's not what it used to be. Um, moving in there, I, I don't know, how long is that actually going to be their home? Um, obviously, the the uh, Dojo Wars show, they could just go back to Blackwood with their little uh, dojo building. But with CZW, as a as a you know, main show, they can't really go back where they came from. As far as the skate zone goes to the best of my understanding, um, they're building like offices where CZW used to rent out. So there's not an option of like, Oh, we'll just go back to the skate zone. Like they're demolishing the area where CZW ran and put their ring monthly and they're building, you know, major offices and shit. So that's out. So, I mean, if things blow up with them, they're going to have to continue to look for a new home. And, you know, I don't know how easy that is to find. I'm sure they'll, they'll figure something out, but, um, I guess we'll see. I was pretty intrigued just overall with the, um, the new building having like a balcony and shit like that. Cause you know, as a wrestling fan, especially like the hardcore wrestling, you're always looking like spots and stuff and what can they do here and there. And skate zone was pretty flat. You know, it was, it was the inside of like a hockey ring. So, I mean, how much could you really do unless you manufactured a scaffold or a ladder, 
you know, there wasn't really any structures or anything. One of the big things of the arena used to be, there were so many perches and platforms that they could really do spots off of stages. And, and, um, you know, it, it, it had a lot of variation as far as, you know, being unpredictable. That's one thing that I think, uh, you know, wrestling is missing quite a bit these days is unpredictability. It's become kind of just structured and just the same old, same old. You can kind of expect everything. You look around the building, oh, this is probably going to happen or that's going to happen. And then again, you wheel out a scaffold. Well, you kind of know what's happening already there. So it's, you know, a little bit more, um, you know, choreographed or telegraphed, you know, you, you could see it all coming. So, um, yeah, that is what it is. Um, what else can I talk about? They um they announced uh some shit. They had JT Dunn's coming in. He cut some silly promo. Oh yeah, he's not alone and this and that. The thing I hate is um you know when he announced these four way matches and shit like this, and then they they hype the one guy up as he's not coming alone and he's got backup and this and that. I mean it almost tells you already what they're trying to do with that match. You know, they're making JT Dunn a way bigger deal in that match than anybody else because uh you know, clearly they're giving him out of all four people they're giving this guy promo time. So it's just weird that um you know, when you pull one guy out of a four way match, give him a whole vignette and fucking lead into the match and the other three guys just fucking show up. It's kinda shitty. I think when you promote stuff and you have some kind of, you know, build or angle or um, promos, it should be by everybody involved in the fucking match. Otherwise, don't do it at all. It just seems kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's that's that match. I just saw that promo a minute ago, so it made me think of it. Um, uh, Tremont is back from Japan. Um, you know, we're going to talk more about that on Sunday and the different things. It wound up being a five on five. Their blow off match was a five on five. So you thought you were going to get Onita and Tremont again. And, you know, Tremont went over there and he did his thing with Onita and big explosions and all that shit. Supposedly like 2000 fans and an outdoor event, um, their last show. But still, I mean, you you didn't get what you expect. The one-on-one Onita, Tremont, I mean, five on five. It's, it's kind of crazy. And, and it's silly too, because, um, you know, in CZW, Onita slash FMW go over, which they, you know, built up as a big one-on-one match and end up being a teaser, which was a build match to a Japan match, which never really came off as a one-on-one there either. And then Tremont slash CZW loses in Japan too. So there's, you know, thousands of dollars just put out for CZW to come off looking just like losers pretty much. Um, you know, by storyline, obviously Tremont wanted to go over there in any shape, form or fashion. I'm sure he has no problem with putting those guys over, but in the same token, you know, by storyline, you want your company to look somewhat strong. Um, and that definitely wasn't the case when they came out of this. Um, still waiting for this fucking guy to call in. Um, they told me about 10 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago, he'd be calling in in like 10 minutes. So, um, um, let me see. Um, so yeah, um, what else did they got going? They got Ethan Page versus uh, Shane Strickland. I guess Shane Strickland had a um, 
uh, open challenge and it was answered by Ethan Page. I, I'm not a big fan of Ethan Page. He does really well for himself. Uh, I think Evolve is like his mainstay. Um, you know, I think he's pretty over over there and everything. But, you know, CCW brought him in like two years ago for the best of the best. And I didn't think he was very over then. So DJ um, has a habit of going back to the well on shit that didn't work the first time. Um, I think they're they're building up another Ryan Galone um, return type thing, and this will be the third time that they bring him back, and it hasn't worked the other two times. So I guess we'll see what happens. Um, you know, they put him in best of the best uh, two years ago, and they put Veda Scott as his manager for no reason, just like guy came in wasn't a regular had a valet with him for you know just i guess to add to his match but he was just a you know like kind of somewhat of a fill-in you know just a space filler he wasn't like a main attraction no one no one was into it um so that that's kind of and i guess this is sammy and i keep saying dj but i mean i think it's a collaborative effort um maybe it's just sammy who knows Someone's got to catch the blame for this shit. So, um, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, it's a new building. Like I said, I, I always have high hopes, especially, man, they went out on that fucking Twitter thing and said that, uh, yeah, we could do whatever we want here. Light tubes, da, 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 which to me is, is asinine. They should have never, ever said that because if they don't use light tubes on this fucking show, those fans should have a, a big problem. They should be fucking pissed off because, uh, you know, they've already been told, like, yeah, we could do shit we weren't allowed to do before. So, okay, where's it at? You know, like, that's that's what you want to see. And Tremont is the quote-unquote um, owner, half-owner of CZW, which to me is still retarded. Um, I think they're running the benefit show for, for Tremont, like, the night before or some shit like that or the day after. I don't know, something like that. But I think I got my guest on the line right now, Nate Hatred. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. You? Uh, not bad. All right. Yeah, man. Well, I've been wanting to have you on this show for a long time. Um, you know, tons of shit to get into. I, you know, we'll just hop right into it. Um, good. Uh, getting into CZW, how did that all come about? Because, you know, back in the day, CZW was more like a family. So it wasn't quite as easy to get into just for anyone like it is now. Um, so how did it come about that you became part of CZW? Uh, I was working at a show uh, for uh, the Rock and Rebel. Uh, it was at uh, Westchester Guard Army. And uh, Brian Logan, he was a referee at the time, uh, said, yo, man, you're a pretty big guy. I really didn't know him at the time. He's like, yeah, you're a pretty big guy. There's this uh, fed that uh, guys run his name Zandig, and he likes mm-hmm. big guys. I-, I think you should come up and check it out. At the time, I think they were getting ready to do some pay reviews. I don't, I don't think it really took off right away. But he's like, uh, he says, "Yo, they're, yeah, they're going to pay reviews. They're really, they're really making a name for themselves." I was like, "Yeah, I'll to check it out." Well, I didn't check it out right away. But then uh, I was friends with uh, Johnny and Trent, and uh, mm-hmm. one time I kept on hearing them talk about. It. They're like, "Yeah, man, you gotta come up. You gotta come up." So one day uh, I was supposed to work, I can't remember for who, somebody, and uh, the show fell through, and I was like, fuck, I needed the money. And I was like, yeah, I'll check this place out. Brought my stuff up, didn't think I was going to get on, just figured I'd go check it out. I went there and uh, talked to John. He's like, oh, yeah, you, you know, I like the size and stuff, but we're, we got a book show. 
because I really can't use you here. And uh, John, uh, Trent and Johnny, I think we were doing some writing for him, you know, like angles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And uh, he, they're like, yeah, you should really try to get him on. He's like, yeah, I'm all booked up. I can't help you. So I was like, all right. So I went in, uh, back when I was drinking with a couple of guys, actually. And then uh, somebody ended up not showing up. And they're like, yo, they want to use you. You're going to be wrestling this guy, Mercury. I was like, uh, yeah, who's that? And he's just like, this guy, he wears face paint, too. And uh, I was like, all right, sounds cool. So I ended up uh, working Mercury. Uh, fans heckled the shit out of me for a while. But, uh, yeah, that's how it started out. And I remember coming back. It was funny because uh, John's uh, son... John, uh, mm-hmm. Sandy's son, I remember he, he was like giving me a hard time and I ended up like spitting in his face. <laughs> he really pissed me off and I spit in his face, uh, which I've never, ever done anything like that to a fan, but that's how much he got under my skin. I spit in his face. He's like, oh, you're done. You're going to get fired. You, you're getting mm-hmm. fired before you even start. So well, I was like, oh, shit. He's like, I'm the owner's son. I was like, oh, fuck. So I went back to the locker room as I was walking through the curtains I see John I'm like oh fuck and I was like what's this guy gonna say to me and I remember him saying I'll get a passport and take me to Japan so I was like oh shit so that's how it started out yeah so you know it wasn't long did before job, you were did a job to Mercury too <laughs> did a job to Mercury and then about I think twice on the next the next month So, yeah, it wasn't long before you were wrestling, like, Wife Beater and stuff. And, obviously, CZW is doing crazier shit than anybody. So, you know, what was your introduction to that? And, you know, how did you feel about getting into the the stuff that they were doing? Well, it it was funny because I remember seeing this shit. I was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, these guys are fucking crazy, man. I was like, uh, and uh, I was watching that stuff, and I was just like, nah, I ain't doing that shit, man. I remember saying to myself, I was like, I ain't fucking doing that. And I remember Ponder was like, uh, you're going to be doing it within the next couple of months. Watch. So like, I ain't fucking doing that shit, though, I said. And uh, as I watched uh, Mercury, they already set me up for, my second show, they already set me up for an angle for the white beater. I was just uh-huh. you know, I was, they're, they're like, you're going to be doing it. And I was like, that kind of how it started. I mean, he just started throwing, I don't know, I was trying to like, you know, trying to keep a badass gimmick. So, I mean, he would say in the locker room, yo, you know, Hitler, you're going to do this match. And I'd be like, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Fuck, I didn't want to. But, you know, you, you start getting numb to that shit, though. It wasn't all as bad as I thought it was. So. But I didn't know that, that they were doing that shit back then. I didn't know much about that. Yeah. So yeah. my first show I attended was uh, Crushing the Competition, um, February 2001. And... Um, People might have to my memories. I'm not too good with the names of the shows. My yeah, own. I got you. Um, so, you know, Trent and Johnny had told me about it at, like, a local show over here in Tom's River. I think it was, like, a Donnie B show or something. So oh, right. I went right. out there. He was telling me about, you know, hey, they, they're bringing in Tajiri. They're bringing in Super Crazy. And I knew those guys right. from watching ECW. So right. that's what drew me in. I didn't know anybody. So, right. you know, some crazy shit on the show. But the one match that really obviously stuck out was the big – um, I think it was a five-way match, and you were in it. Um, Pondo, Wife Beater, Lobo, Lord Everett DeVore. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, finish was uh, Wife Beater throwing Lobo off of the, the scaffold thing, the soccer chair thing, through a flaming barbed wire <laughs> table. i never seen any shit like that before in my life. So it was like, uh, yeah, Lobo caught on fire, and they had this little eight-ounce bottle of water trying to put him out with a eight-ounce <laughs> yeah. bottle of water. It was, that was the funniest shit I've ever seen. I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> eight-ounce bottle of water trying to put this dude that's going on fire out. I thought that shit was funny, man. 
But yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was uh, yeah, that wasn't yeah, that was that was probably one of my first uh, you know, more more closer to ultraviolet. It wasn't crazy crazy for me, but it was yeah. Uh, I mean, I it was breaking me into it, yeah. Yeah. So and then the other thing I remembered was um, you know, entering CZW, you know, and watching it as a wrestling show, it had like so much more of an outlaw vibe as than anything else you've seen on the indies or even TV just had that rock edge. And um, one of the things that stuck out to me with you is you came out for your entrance and apparently you had the back and forth thing going with Chad Shaft. And like any, any fan, he's he's up talking shit to you and you just fucking clear him out. You just fucking push him through the chair. He was sitting on. I'm sitting here as a fan, like, holy shit, like shit gets fucking wild out here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. I got, we got, I didn't ever got really physical with him at first, but it was real, you know, face to face. I knew him a little bit. Like, I mean, I know him, know him, so I didn't really get it. But John's like, you know, you could, uh, you could kind of get physical with him. I was like, really? <laughs> he said, I was like, yeah. And I, I never even really talked to him. And I remember one time just shoving him on his ass. And I, I, mean, I didn't really know him at that time. I mean, I got to know him. But, uh-huh. uh, like, I just like, man, I, I hope, uh, you know, I hope I don't hurt this guy or something. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess he. I guess he took the bump because for a big guy, he kind of flipped pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. He was. He, he was. He, he was a good. Uh, he was a, he was a fan. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't too long after that that they formed the Hate Club, which you know, obviously there was a previous Hate Club. How did that all come about? That you guys were going to be the new Hate Club, despite there being a Hate Club and all that shit. Uh. Um. You know what? I'm not. Hundred percent sure how he got that going, but uh, I was always I always thought, hey, there's a hate club and I'm the hatred, and I was like, uh, I didn't know. I just I always thought, man, maybe they're gonna put me with these guys eventually. But uh, you know, I was fusing with uh, white beer and stuff like that. But uh, I remember, you know, they start sticking me with Nick, and and at first uh, I wasn't sure how. You know, I was like, I, I don't know if we vibe together, you know, I don't know Nick thought that much about either, but it just started rolling, you know what I mean, things started rolling, and he kind of had, like, an attitude like I did, gimmick-wise, and uh, mm-hmm. so we kind of both started taking to it, and I just remember one time, they were like, you know, you're going to go out there and claim the name, and um, you know, I was just like, oh, it kind of makes sense, because we're going to go from a faction to a tag team with it, and you guys are going to be the new hate club, and you're just going to claim the name. I thought that was a great idea, actually. I, I was like, yeah, I like that. You know what I mean? So, you know, we're basically taking your fucking name. You know what I mean? That's, I thought it was pretty badass, you know what I mean, at the time. Yeah. yeah. Now, you, you know, you, went, you did some hardcore stuff and everything else, but, you know, before you knew it, they had set up 200 light tubes. They said it couldn't mm. be done, part two, versus mm-hmm. the wife beater. Uh, I mean, how did that come about? What was your thoughts going into that? That's that's one of the craziest things ever at the time. Two hundred light tubes. It's almost unheard. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll be uh, quite honest with you. I was a little wasn't sure how that was going to go. Uh, <clears throat> I might have been, you know, I was a little nervous a little bit actually. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but I went in there uh, and I, I was just remember saying John was you know one another one of John's famous famous moves. You know, we're in a locker room at the time. I was you know trying to be the badass, you know, and even though it's a work, you're still kind of in the locker room. You know, we're all boys and friends in there, but you still want to portray that a little bit in the locker room, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm not an asshole at all by any means in the locker room, but you still want to portray 
that. If that's what you're going to be, I believe. You know what I mean? So I remember him saying, uh, I always told him, you know, I'll do some stuff. I ain't going to go too crazy. He just like, he's just like, yo, uh, next month, next month we're going to this great match. Uh, I, I'm thinking about putting a uh, white beater and hatred together. Yo, hatred, you know, of course, he, uh, he's like, white beater, you want to do 200 like This is from the whole locker room now. Everybody's listening. Like, yeah, white white, white beer. You want to do one of those tears? He's like, he's like, yeah, of course, you know, white beer. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, you're gonna be wrestling with hatred. You're up for right hatred. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's shit. how that went about. Uh, but that match was fucking, and that that was crazy because um, man, that place got every, dude. I don't know how, man, but that place got everywhere. I was uh, chewing on glass in that match, man. Uh, that's the first time I ever, ever remember smelling blood, man. Like, I was, like, in there, and I was like, man, I can actually smell the iron in the blood. Like, I was yeah. like, there's just so much blood going. And uh, I had contact in, uh, during that match. They actually stained them yellow. I had glass in my eyes. At one point, you watched the match, you see me plucking my eyes out, because I literally couldn't see. I had splinters yeah. in my eyes. And, like, that's how much glass. It was just all over the place, man. It was brutal, but um, at that by that time, me and White Beater were good friends, and uh, I mean, he looked out for me and uh, appreciated it because that was the first crazy thing. I mean, he 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 was doing shit like that by then, but he looked out for me, guided me, and uh, I mean, it was a pretty wild match. That's kind of put me on the map, I think, a little bit with that match. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. after, after that, I got a lot more respect with uh, fans, with the ultraviolet fans, and definitely some of the workers. Yeah, I mean, did that, you know, kind of pump your brakes a little bit? Like, all right, <laughs> maybe not so much of that anymore, you know, a little uh, less. Well, if you ever notice in my career, if you watch that match, this is what I'm talking about. You can actually see one part. This is how we look out for each other. There's one part of that match uh, where he does a sidewalk slam off the apron through mm-hmm. the tables, through the, you know, the you know light tube table. And when we're rolling around and I'm on the ground, you can actually see him nonchalantly pull glass out of my back. It was like a real deep one. That's how yeah. they look out for each other. But yeah, I mean, if you if you noticed, um, I, I even told John, listen, I'll do this, but I'm not doing this every month. I, I, like, I don't want to be just, I mean, you know, a lot of people are like, you're on, you know, older bond, but you really think about it. Um, I didn't, I was, I mostly was a tag team wrestler and I wrestled normal matches, but sporadically I put that stuff out there. That's why I didn't want my career to end so quick. That's why White Beater didn't last quite as long because he was doing that shit all the time. Um, I mm-hmm. was trying to space that out and when I did do it, I figured, you know, make it make it so people remember, you know, and you know what I mean? Space that stuff yeah. out. Like I was doing it every month and uh I would do it a couple of times a year, but like for the most part I wasn't doing that stuff every month. And uh yeah, I, right. I was just like John, like I listen, I don't mind uh and I was also cautious about with the blood a little bit. Like, I mean, I ain't gonna get. I wanted to who I wouldn't want to work with. There's some people I was wary about working to. You know what I mean? Um, especially back then when you start now, you're not. I mean, I was young and pretty careless, but I wasn't that careless. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I just wanted to be careful. I wanted to, you know, have, who, you know, certain people to work and you know, the people I trust. And I mean, you're putting your life in your hands. That kind of match, man. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 So, 
the end of uh, 2001, you guys get the deal. You head over to the ECW arena, former ECW arena, um, sell the building out. You guys are up against the masked Briscoes because they couldn't work in Philly, you know, being underage. My favorite, my favorite tag team to work ever, by all means, ever. Yeah. So, you know, what, what was the vibe for you? Because obviously it was a huge stage, probably the biggest CCW ever did. Um, you know, it was a big jump into that building and – you know, came out huge as far as attendance and everything. How did you feel about that? Well, that was probably that show. It was awesome, man. Like, I remember going out there and it was just like I remember it's like this one was a big show, but there was, there was like staying in the room and stuff. Uh, it was loud, uh, echo. But I remember that really stuck out for me and Nick, man, because if we were starting to get over a little bit with the crowd by then, but it wasn't by any means like hate club over by. But it became right. big. Um, it was, we were still getting some heat with some people, like uh, not just heel heat, just like personal, personal heat. <laughs> like seriously. Um, and uh, you know, some people just like uh, fuck you, you know, whatever. And, uh, and then there was, you know, people like us. But I started noticing slowly, and started turning that we were becoming, you know, pretty like and getting pretty hot there. And I just remember, I don't think that they actually put us on the card. It was more like all of a sudden our music. Like I remember, like uh, I'm waiting wrong. I I pretty sure that um, when they had the car lead out, that our heat club was on there. I think John one time they like, oh, he was dumb, you know what I mean? And uh, when the rock, when I remember in the back locker room, I was like, oh yeah, I'm back in the Where's it? Uh, Jeff Rocker did his you know flexion thing in the beginning with the Hurricane Kid, and yeah. they were like, you know, the fans were hacking on him and uh. I remember our music hit, and the place went fucking nuts. I was like, oh, shit. I looked at Nick. I was like, dude, we're fucking over, man. Like, it, it was like people were standing up, and it was just fucking hot. You know, I was just like, oh, man, it's just gone, man. And from then on, like, I just started getting more aggressive. Just, you know, what that does to you, you know what I mean? We were just like, yeah. fucking awesome. It was definitely useful, man. Like, the crowd was fucking hot for us, man. Yeah. Can you, can you speak up a little bit? Because you're getting a little low at times. Okay, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's time. Yeah, like the, 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 the crowd was just like, uh, you know, from one, one month to the next, it was like, you know, okay, we're kind of over. But then Cage of Death 3 was just all something. We were over. Right, and, right. Uh, it was just like, what, what happened? You know what I mean? From one part mm-hmm. to the next, you know. But we, I, I just remember us, it was, it was, we were pretty pumped up, man. Yeah, we were definitely pumped up. Yeah. So, right. You know, soon after that, you know, you guys were in the arena. um, You know, Zandig comes up with the idea for tournament of death. Um, You know, big on the East Coast. There was no death match tournaments, anything like that. Um, They line it up where it's going to be you, you and Zandig first round um, goes to no contest. Um, You know, what was the, the conversation going into that? You know, rewrite with it. Are you going no contest? Did you think it was going to come off, you know, bad uh, for the yeah, fans? Was, uh, I, you know what, I, I trusted him and his judgment. I mean, you know, the boss says what's going to be done. That's what I do. Uh, right. He, he, he uh, didn't do me wrong by this point. He never actually done me wrong. Definitely not by this point. Uh, I was just like, I was like, hmm, I'm surprised that we're not going longer. I was looking forward to going longer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. If he, I don't know what. Maybe he wanted to more pay attention to the first show. I don't know. But uh, he's like, you know, go out there, do a couple of stiff, 
small stiff things, you know, and uh, and then you know go to where somebody comes running now. Like, I don't remember who it was, and uh, and I was like, all right, and uh, shit, night off for me, and I still get paid. <laughs> I still, yeah. he, I was still, I mean, he paid me well, so I mean, I wasn't totally upset about, but yeah, I would like to uh, compete a little bit more, sure. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Um, later that year, you ended up wrestling um, a show called Sanctioned in Blood, and it was you and Nick versus the Rochies and Z Bar. And it, it seemed like the, the mm. theme to this match was just Z Bar was getting fucked up. And uh, what do you a, remember about that, that? Was that a. Was me and the White Beater, right? Um, I thought it was you and Nick versus the Rochies and Z Bar. Isn't that. Maybe was I for some reason I thought that was uh, me and what uh, I might be wrong. For some reason I thought the white dude and I tagged. I might be wrong, but uh, is that the one where Danny uh, Rose hurt his hand? Uh, I I can't remember. I I just know the the theme of this match was it was supposed to be a handicap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely the uh, cop his cherry and uh, give it to him. Yeah, he want he want he wanted to get he wanted uh I don't know why he wanted us to give it hard to the bar. I yeah. do remember that. Uh, what was your thoughts yeah. on Z-Bar? Uh, weirdo, but uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I did a tour with him in Japan. They they brought him over. And I was like baby. I had a babysitter with me, Eddie Valentine, and him, and like it was like I was babysitting him, man. Like he's just a he's a strange he's a real strange dude. Um, I mean, by any by all means, uh, I, I I don't dislike the guy. He's, you know, he, he's 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 a nice guy. He's somebody I want to hang out with regularly on, on a normal basis by any means. But uh, <laughs> right. just kind of like a, more of a mark than he should be in the locker room, I would think. And, uh, yeah, definitely a little strange. Yeah. Definitely a little strange, what, yeah. What was it like going over to Japan? Because, like you said, it wasn't very long before, um, you know, Zandig, you know, brought you over there. Right. Uh Dude, it was awesome. Uh, I went over there and uh, they just, um, I, I never lost a match over there. Uh, they just put me over like great. Uh, uh, I never, the only match that I ever lost over there was a three, three-way tag team and, and my partner got pinned. So, I mean, they they, they put me over like, actually, you know, they wanted, they wanted, after CCW left, they were trying to keep me and Trent there and leave CCW on the last tour me and Trent. They were actually trying to keep me and Trent. I mean, but yeah. I don't do that. But um, but uh, yeah, they, 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 I did a lot of squash matches over there. They just wanted me the monsters. Um, the uh, hatred was, was pretty over with the big Japan fans. So I mean, yeah. I loved it over there, man. It was, it, you know, I got a lot of respect over there, and, and it was something I, you know, going overseas. You know, the first time I went overseas was, you know, going working with the big Japan, and you know, twenty four years old. You know, that's awesome, and the money we made. Xander got a good thing going. We made a lot, a lot of money over there. I mean, I start. You work over there, and um, you know, you're working five days, five, five days a week, and you're making pretty damn good money. And they're, and they're also yeah. giving you, they're, they're also giving you money to eat too, and more than enough you need, so you can see that. It was, it, it was awesome, man. I loved it. Yeah. One of the, one of the spots you would do a lot, you know, with your chair shots. Um, in Sewell, they had those plastic chairs, and it seemed like I don't know if it happened accidentally initially, but you'd hit the chair shot, and it would knock the top piece of the chair out, and they'd they'd wear it like a necklace. 
Yeah. After a while, it seemed like that's what you went for. How did that yeah. all come about? Um, I I just remember hitting. I remember one time hitting Pastor Jim with it. Real, they had we had Dewey. Dewey went to hit uh, Pastor Jim with it, and uh, with the chair. And I was like, "Oh, that's not how you do it." And it was just supposed to be a little funny. It was, you know, a little small funny spot. And I I clobbered him with it, and uh, it just hung over his head. And I just remember the you know the crowd, ooh, and it just looked good. I remember seeing it look. I was like looking good. And if you hit the top of that, you know, the top part of that chair right, but you got it. You gotta kind of hit it right. You gotta. You only got an inch or two where you could really fuck somebody up with it too. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it hurts anyway. I mean, it definitely does. It's happened to me. Um, uh-huh. but like you, because you could that when that comes down, that chair could rake across your face too. And but yeah. it just looks so good. I, I like. I, I liked it, and it was kind of safe as in for concussions. It was safe. You know what I mean? But yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't steel. But it definitely. It definitely didn't tickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that that's when I started uh trying to hit that like that more often. Doesn't always work yeah. out though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Cage of Death Four. It was uh you and Nick the Hay Club versus B Boy and Chris Hero. Um you guys fucked these dudes up, but you were kinda just doing what the Hay Club was doing as far as matches went. The match right. caught a lot of heat and um you know that you, you treated hero wrong and stuff. I don't think it was as much heat through B-Boy, but it was definitely a big, big problem between hero and, and Ian and IWA. Um, what's your memory of that? You know what? Um, I, for some reason, I think I remember nicking a little bit more of the heat. I don't know why we weren't out there to, uh, to embarrass Chris hero. I mean, I have respect. I have respect for the kid back then. And I worked on me after that and we had a decent match after that. And he, he he treated me with respect, and I gave him respect. That that was just doing what we do, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And um, there was no, by no means any ill will towards Chris Hero, not at all. I think Chris Hero. I don't want to say this for sure. He was a lot younger at the time. I think he might have been slightly intimidated because that was a problem we had with a lot of our opponents. Um, I mm-hmm. think they really bought bought into the hate club. People, you know, find out they were working us and not even show up. And I mean. I'm not out to beat anybody up. I'm just out to try to get this hate club badass shit, shit over. You know what I mean? I want it to look good. And by mm-hmm. no means, would, I mean, I don't know Nick's intention, but I don't think Nick had any intention of, you know, I'm going to beat this kid up. I, I mean, I might be wrong, but uh, I, I think, I mean, I I really didn't even know much about the heat because I'm never a big uh, politic guy. I'm never a big computer guy. I, I do my right. work and I and I go home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I pay attention to a little bit what's going on, but uh, you know, by no means were we trying to embarrass that kid. I mean, we were doing the same thing to B Boy. It just so happened he just wasn't. We were we give you a chance to you know work back, and he just wasn't doing it, man. Like fight back, fight back. The kid wasn't fighting back. Right. You know, I just think he. I just think he was a little intimidated. He was young at the time. And he out through that, like I said, I worked him again, uh, maybe two years later, and he was a different, he totally different. He, he, he was, he was nice and stiff, and I, I, and I like it like that, you know. Um, right. But I don't know. I, I don't think they should have looked at it as though we were beating them up. By no means were we beating them up, man. B boy became a great friend of mine, and uh, you know we were just doing what we do. That's what, that's what the hate club does. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always thought that you maybe caught more heat than Nick did just because, you know, Nick was later brought in IWA Mid-South and you weren't. 
And um, I didn't know if that was, you know, part of it or if it was something you just didn't even want to get involved with to begin with. Uh, yeah, that's more so it. Um, I just was be care. Uh, I don't want to put any like heat out there wrong. I, I, I had no problem with Ian. As a matter of fact, you know, I, I talked to him fine and I just was be careful who I worked, uh, mm-hmm. cer- certain matches with. Um, I don't know how to put this. Like, you know, I was just being careful. I really didn't know them guys. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys I work and bleed with, I know where they've been, what they've done, kind of, even though I can't say totally I have. But uh, right. it was more something like that. I wasn't into going down there. I mean, when I do death matches, I want more, it to be more than just swinging shit. You know what I mean? I would like to do some other shit in there. And uh seems yeah. like a lot of their styles with the bleed and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't want to say that either. I might be wrong there either. Cause, you know, they got a good product down, down there. And that they had a they had a great product and um you know I don't want to take nothing away from them it just mm-hmm. more so I was I wasn't into it so much I, I, anyway that's what I believe right um so then following that um that's that's cage of death come January you guys lose the building XBW is trying to take over um you wind up in this this shithole building that um the, the bathrooms. <laughs> the bathrooms were flooding into our seats. Like the, the fucking water from the bathroom was under our feet. That's where fucking we were hardcore, sitting. bro. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Like, um, yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> it was a, attached to a strip club. Like, it, you know, it was just the whole shit was like the yeah, parking lot yeah, was yeah. pitch black. Fucking crazy. Um, I like the strip main club event. thing. We used to go over there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was, you know, a bonus, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, buddy. I know what you're saying. Main event, you get a toilet seat bust over your head, split oh, wide oh open. Um, oh my god! That night you actually, the- um, you said you're going to the hospital. We said, you know, what are you going to tell him? And you said, I'll, I'll tell him I got kicked by a deer. <laughs> Do you remember that? Shit? I, don't even, I don't remember that, man. Uh, I know I, I, I bullshit it, but I remember going to the hospital, and uh, there was a couple, a couple people at the hospital that used to watch. I came in and and they knew who I was. They're like, "Oh, you, yeah, we watch you, Channel 48, right?" So I kind of was exposed when I got to the hospital, and I was like, "Man, these fuckers know who I am, man." I was like, "Oh, shit. yeah." But uh, it kind of got exposed. I just was, I had I had insurance, so I, 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 you know, my my health insurance I got through another job that I did once in a while. And when I wasn't wrestling full time, I worked for this other guy. And if they found out what I was doing, I would lose the insurance. So I was trying to be careful what I said happened to me, but, um, may I say that was absolutely the stiffest shot I ever took in my career. That, that doorbells, um, that, that fucking, that, that really looped me. Um, I remember picking that thing up. That, that thing was about 20 pounds, man. Uh, and it was, it was rock hard. Uh, it was like ceramic. I don't know what the fuck it was. And I picked that thing up and I was going to crack Zandig over the head with this. I was like, Oh, I can't fucking get him with this man. I'll fucking knock him out. Uh, yeah. I think I gave him a, probably a weak shot to the back with it. He took that thing up and leveled me with it, man. I don't even bump. I just go straight down. I'm like, and I was rocked, man. And I looked down and I thought my uh, gig, my gigs were bleeding here. I guess it was my nose, but it was just pouring like a faucet. And it, it was like a big puddle building up on the mat. And I was looking down, I'm like, oh fuck, dude, this is building, this is pouring pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, if you notice, I crawl back in the corner, man. I start like kind of. Like losing, I'm like I'm lost a little bit. Like what's going on? And uh, I was like, man, I got still I still got some time in this match. Um, here, what happened was when the when the thing shattered, um, it broke into pieces 
And uh, I think a heavy piece came and broke my nose the way it broke, and then it sliced me. I still got a scar across my nose from it. Um, yeah. They had to get. I had to go to the hospital and get plastic surgery. I actually had a plastic surgeon work on my face. Um, the, the, they had to put all these stitches in my nose, and I remember my con- my face swelled up. My contacts got stuck in my eyes. Uh, you couldn't even see the stitches because my the swelling the next day was so so bad that the stitches were inside my face. Like that's how they were. The swelling was going over the stitches. I actually didn't go in public for about. Probably for about a month or two. That's how bad so, I looked, and uh, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't work a couple shows, and uh, and uh, I had black I had a black eye probably for about I had two black eyes for about eight months after that, and broken blood vessels in my eyes. That that dude, that shit fucked me up, man. That was definitely probably up there, probably the top two stiffest shots that I, I've done in, in the, since I've been in the business. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things of realism where like you can't look at a toilet seat, a hard toilet seat, and go, all right, what's a good way to break this over someone's head? Like that's there's yeah. not a good way. There, there's just there's there's no, nothing good's gonna come of that <laughs> because yeah, it, that shit wronged me, man. It, it wronged me, and uh, it was brutal. It was brutal. But now you look at it, hey man, looks pretty cool now. <laughs> Fuck you know? yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, XPW moved in. They did the whole thing. They lost the building in a month. Um, you know, the the war set off with them, and obviously, you know, Messiah had the big part of it, and you guys all came together in the ring, and it was like a big, you know, family type moment. Um, yeah. Uh, the biggest shot that you know, even as a fan, I can only imagine how the locker room took it was when Justice Payne jumped ship. I mean, obviously, M Dog and them jumped, but I mean the they were CZW guys, but they weren't CZW guys like Justice Payne was. I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't even give a shit what, what them two did, but uh, yeah, we we took it to heart definitely. Um, I actually I kind of got disappointed on my told I said he jumped ship because he was supposed to wrestle me the next show. I was like he didn't want no part of me, but that's I, I was I was like I can't believe he fucking did this, man. I mean that's John yeah. Boy, he was John's student, man. You yeah. know what I mean? That's why I, I, dude, I couldn't believe it. Really, we were, yeah, we were all disappointed for sure. Yeah. Um. So, um. Then you know, you and Nick ended up in a, a, excellent. I mean, you guys were tag teams, but you went into a feud against each other and had some of the best series of matches that I remember. Um. Thank you. You had the ta- the tables match you had in the arena with uh, that fucking. Uh, Fire thunder bomb, whatever the fuck, mm. off the uh, the stage. Yeah. Um, what do you remember about that match? And and I mean, overall, the series was crazy. We'll go through a couple of the matches, but um. Uh yeah, well that match, I would say that was a, a Saturday night. I don't know exactly what day. I say now, six or seven days before that, I was in the gym, and I was doing bent over dumbbell rows, and I, I don't know, I was doing sick amount of weight. I can't remember. Uh. It was just ridiculous. I shouldn't even probably been lifting that much weight to tell you the truth, man. But uh, I end up uh, fucking my neck up real bad, like uh, real bad. I didn't know it was my neck. It was generating down my arm. Uh, here I uh, ruptured uh, my C5, 6, and like basically exploded in my neck. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I, I took several days off from the gym, and I tried to get back, and I noticed my right side was extremely weak. I was like, I know what's going on. Then I found out my neck hurt. Like seriously, I was in bed. That like, I, I was probably crawled out of the gym, and I probably didn't get out of bed 
that that day that match, I didn't think I would be able to. I don't know how I fucking did that match. Let me tell you, so I don't even know how. Um, I was really fucked up, and uh, I just I just remember I was like, "Fuck, I want to do it." And uh, I guess adrenaline does some wonders, but like, um, yeah, uh, like I was supposed to get like I I, I didn't. I was things were going so well. I was, you know, the pain subsided for a little bit, but I should have got it taken care of right away. But that match, um, it was like it's kind of like a blur to me. I remember wanting to do that spot. I was like, man, I want to do a because he used to do um, pile drivers, Nick, you know, through tables off apron and stuff. I was like, what, what do you think about taking the fire thunder through the uh, you know off the skate from two tables? And Nick's like, fucking no, <laughs> you know. I didn't have to show you no pull his arm too hard. So I was like, all right, you think you'll be all right? You know, I was like, uh, I'm worried about my holding you up because I'm weak. He's like, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And uh, we did it, man. And I was just like, man, it, it was beautiful, man. I was like, it couldn't turn out any better, to tell you the truth. Uh, they actually ended up yeah. putting the beginning of the show all the time, man. That was, it was awesome. But yeah, that match, uh, I think I beat them. I won the, uh, at the time they were, you know, doing the Big Japan Deathmatch belt still. And, um, yeah, uh, I don't know how I got through that match, man, but I did it. And uh, it, that started a long issue with my neck. Uh, that that My career was never quite the same after that. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, that spot alone, um, I mean, the way his body was straight up and down, you don't, you generally yeah. don't see pile drivers wind up like that. This shit looked like yeah. absolute murder. He he beautifully set up for it, man. He, 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 didn't, he didn't pussy out. He took it. I was just like, man, if you do it, can you just do it, man? He's like, I want to just do it for you. I was like, don't. If, if, you, if you think you're going to shy away from me, let's not do it. He's like, no, we're yeah. going to fucking do this, man. And, yo, uh, I held him up. I was able to hold him up, and he was, and he fucking did it like a champ, man, like fucking beautifully. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, if you would have thought anyone's neck was broken after that match, no one would have thought your neck was broken. They would have thought it was right, gauge all right. day. Right, and it was funny too because Nick hit me on my head a couple of times that match, a couple of the belly to back suplexes. I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker!" <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, you would think you would, yeah you would have thought it was him, man. But no, yeah, I was, it was me. But uh, yeah, he did an awesome job, man. Awesome job on that. Yeah, and, and that's insane that you were hurt too like that because two weeks later, still one of my favorite 200 light tubes matches to this day you had with Thank Gage you. in Delaware. And. Thank uh, you. I, I mean, just crazy. I mean, insane shit, you know, bundles of tubes to the face and shit. Like, right off the bat, I think you guys broke every tube in that match. Oh, yeah. You know, well, Nick, no, you know, Nick's go hard or don't go, you know, and uh, and I, I kind of I agree with that philosophy, you know what I mean? And uh, right. he came up with some good spots in that match. It's like, you know, uh, I like the one where he throws the light tube up, I catch it, and he uh, does a roaring forearm to my face. I like that. Like, just... Yeah. I think this. I think the match actually for a death match, it made uh, sense. Like you know what I mean. It was it had mm-hmm. psychology, and the match had psychology, even though it was a two hundred light two match. Right. And uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to Nick, man. I mean, we both calls in that match, but yeah, he's such a he's such a great worker, man. That you know, it, it, it really it really turned off awesome, man. It really, I was real happy with that match. Yeah, and then the the third one I remember out of that series was um, the dog collar match about two months later, which, again, for your neck to be hurting doing dog collar matches, <laughs> I don't even Yeah, I actually started trimming up right around until I started dying. I was like, I don't start dieting because I couldn't lift as heavy. I was like, yeah, I might as well try to get ripped. That's when I started getting cut there for a while. 
And yeah, that was dude. I was in really great shape except for my neck. I that I ended up getting uh, like the steroid, you know, the epidural side of the neck. So mm-hmm. it didn't help with the injury at all, but it helped with the pain a little bit. But like, right. if you know, start noticing then, like uh, I started not uh, some of my power moves, I wasn't doing as much because like I just couldn't. Um, even right. to this day, it's the fact that my clothesline is still affected by it, like. My clothesline still ain't what they used to be, but I mean, it's because it's all on my right side. It's affected, and to this day, I still—it's uh, not nothing like it was. I mean, I had surgery on it, but like, yeah, um, it a yeah. I, I don't, you know, I'm at that time I was probably like 28, 27. You know, I, things were going real good. I didn't want to take a year off. You know what I mean? I, I was like, let's push this, you know, and I kept pushing. You know, pushing the you know pushing the button. I should have immediately went and got surgery. And in the long run, it would have been better for me. But you know, at that age, and what I was doing, like things were going good. I was making good money doing what I love, and you know, that's it's hard to make good money in this business, especially right. on the independent level. And I was making decent money at the time. And um, you and you know, traveling. I I didn't want to I didn't want to stop, man. You know what I mean? I wanted to keep sure. going. I was like, things, things are going good. I, I mean, it was, it was definitely a mistake. It was, you know, young and dumb. But, you know, I felt like, you know, I maybe I could work through this or maybe it'll go away. But that injury never heals. Yeah. So, I mean, just following that, I mean, you guys pretty much took that show on the road. You went to Italy doing the same type of shit. Um, you know, right. what was your memories of Italy? Uh, <laughs> don't have a lot of memories of uh, Trent brought some stuff over that made me forget a lot of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, uh, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was great. I'd never been to Italy before. Uh, we, it was more, you know, I was, we partied a lot over there. Um, I remember, uh, you know, I remember going over there and, uh, the next day they're like, yeah, you're on the cover of, uh, I don't know, it was some kind of Rome, Rome paper. They're having some kind of, uh, uh, festival, I guess, sports festival. Cause that's where mm-hmm. I met uh, I met Jay Cutler over there, the bodybuilder over there, and uh, I was just like, oh man, I knew who he was, nobody else did. And I was just like, oh, and so there was some kind of festival, and uh, they ended up using my picture for it, and I was just like, oh, that's cool, and it was like a newspaper clipping, and I, I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. I didn't even know about it. I, I, yeah, tell me next thing, remember that paper? But um, it, it it was a good time, man. You know, going going to Italy, your 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 boys, you know, your friends, like like I said, family at that time. GZW is still family, man. I love them guys. I, you know, I toured with them guys. You know, we hung out other than wrestling. You know what I mean back then. Um, yeah. And uh, I just remember me and Nick had a had a match over there, and um, they, it was supposed to be a tables match, but they had no tables. So um, I was <laughs> like, "What are you gonna do with no tables?" And well, I see Zandy get in the back making these makeshift tables. Uh, it was some kind of wood, but it wasn't wood. It was like a plastic wood, and he's like. Uh, like these little legs that were flimsy. It was and it it was horrible because when you went through the when you went through the tables it it wasn't like a powerful sound and it looked weak, but it hurt uh-huh. way more than any regular table, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. it, that that kind of sucked, man. Is and I remember Nick just getting frustrated with it. He's like, These fucking tables, man. But uh he uh, ended up superplexing me off the top to the outside and I barely hit the table hit, and I end up hitting the floor and that I remember that fucking my neck up more it just you know, it was one thing after another but uh now I think about it you know yeah I, I was I was doing some rough shit actually going at the time probably but yeah. you know it was, it was a good time <laughs> <laughs> um 
soon after that, Cage of Death 5 suspended um, what's still looked at as, as the best Cage of Death match ever. I mean, the structure was insane. Two rings, a, a million thumbtacks. Um, I mean, the right. spectacle for an indie show to even put that on is insane. Um, still hasn't been topped. It's, it's um, awesome. What's your what's your thoughts on that whole match and you know the whole thing how it went down? Uh, well, I remember you know I couldn't really take any big bumps because I was at the end and at that time I remember that night I think that night I was a pretty I was in pretty good pain anyway I was I was like man I'm not taking a lot of crazy bumps tonight um, if I recall right uh, that was definitely one of the uh, a, a rough night I just remember. Uh, in the locker room, you know, all of us boys are back there talking it over. That's when I turned back from the high five to with Nick. And, right. uh, and that was, it was a great run with the high five, man. I, I, it was fun to do that because it was something other than hate club, which was fun to do. You know, at that time I was just doing a uh, heat club and it was fun to do something else. Um, uh-huh. I just remember coming to the back locker room, talking things over. And I remember, you know, I remember they had New Jack in there. Uh, he, well, he, I guess he thinks he's a superstar or something, but he, uh, he was there and uh, he thought he was a badass. He, but, uh, yeah, we, he came in out there and I remember him saying, uh, oh yeah, my music's going to play. It's going to keep playing. I think this guy just comes in here and just thinks he Now, I know he's over. I know the crowd loves him. I, and I have respect for what he did and stuff, but just sometimes his attitude, he just didn't fit in that match because he wasn't no, one of not the at all. He wasn't one of the boys, and we were busting our ass at the time to get where we were at. And I mean, I was working hurt for at that point, probably two, two years. I was working hurt, and uh, yeah. just like just for him to want to take the heat and the spotlight from us, it rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. And not just me, a couple of other boys. And sure, and I, I think I like I think I said this uh, interview last week. You know, he uh, had he had his uh, he had his. Uh, uh, the scissors he brings out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, just throwing the scissors around the locker room. He's like, yeah, I'm going to call I don't know exactly. He's like, I'm going to call And I remember looking at him. He goes, I mean, I was like, you get that anywhere near me. I will shove them fucking scissors up your ass. And uh, <laughs> now, if you watch that match, he was nowhere near me that match. So I, don't know that, right. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but but I remember that. And I just, I just you know, I met him before and I never had an issue with him, but. Always heard issues with him, and uh, I would say I, I, he just rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, no, I just I just don't pre- appreciate you know some outsider coming in, which I have no problem with an outsider coming in. And you know what he's done, you know he 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 made his name in his business, and I respect that and everything. But don't superstars, man. You know, don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't realistically, you know, it got a pop and everything. Um, you know, he did the one crazy dive, but. I mean, everything that match was, the build, the the structure. I mean, there wasn't even a reason for New Jack in that match. Exactly. And I, personally, I mean, no, you know, I I, I, per, I personally, I mean, I'm I'm not the best worker in the world, but I think he's supposed to leave himself, man. I, I do. I mean, he does he does some good bumps, but his, his punches are weak. His kicks are weak. I mean, I, I just think, you know, I mean, he carved up that kid years ago. I mean, you know, so yeah. one man does that to somebody. You, know, you ain't no man doing that, man. Uh, I just think, and, you know, you know, he gets to, I know that's his gimmick because he's playing through the whole thing or whatever, but it, it gets, it's, it's old, man. It's always done. It's been done. You know, you're done. <laughs> yeah, that's he had a match, yeah. He had a match uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, Gage and Tremont. It was a three-way in PWS, and I I only saw a couple clips that people put online, but 
The music's playing through the whole fucking match. He's walking around like an old man going to get the paper. And you got Tremont and Gage, who just tore it the fuck up two times in tournaments. Right, <laughs> it looked right. fucking awkward. Right, right. You know, them two, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Them guys, you know, bust, they bust their balls. They give it their 110% every fucking show. Both them guys. You know, they yeah. give it to the fans, you know, and they ain't, they ain't there to to uh, be, you know, the superstar. They're, they're going to work for what they got, you know what I mean? Like I said, I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to get heat with him or nothing like that. I just, that's what I remember, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I just remember that rubbing me. You know, like I said, I met him before. I had no issues with him. But that night, I just, I didn't appreciate it, man. Like, I just think, you know, you know, it's time to, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just, so, I, I, I just agree with it. Soon after, you know, Cage of Death 5, huge, huge event, um, comes the, the PWU stuff. You know, Johnny starts up this, uh, you know, and he, he was pitching the fans. He was pitching the, the workers. He was pitching everybody. You know, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. You know, you got to come over here. This is this is going to be way less drama. And, you know, he, he pretty much started a whole dissension as far as, uh, you know, CCW suddenly became the bad guy in Johnny's eyes, and that's what he was trying to pitch. Um, what was your thoughts on PWU starting up and becoming – you know, the place to leave CZW for. <laughs> well, you know, like, okay, so, Johnny Adrenaline, good boys I started out in the business with, pretty much. I mean, I was, I started out before them, but, you know, they, they're, they're my boys, uh, um, and at the time, uh, he, you know, that drama shit, the only one that was really causing drama at the time was Johnny. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, he, I think he maybe had a little bit of jealousy, what was going on, how he's being used, how Trent was being used, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to let your partner do his thing, man. Like, if he's getting a, a bigger push at the time, you know, you just let it be. It's, it's, part, of, it's part of the business, you know? I mean, there's times when Gage had many world champion pushes. I, you know, I have no jealousy towards that, man. God bless him. I'm still getting I'm still getting work. I'm still going at it. I, I think he just had a little jealousy, if you I guess. And, uh, you know, and and I, I don't know everything that happened because you hear one side, you hear another side. And, you know, I got tend to believe that Johnny was bullshitting here and there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I think he was, uh, I think he was, uh, you know, just having a hard time at the time. I just think he was, you know, not liking what, what was going on in his career at the time. Uh, yeah. You know, so he was trying to draw Trent away from there and trying to draw trying to get away the boys from John, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah. uh, you know, uh, whatever. But uh, I never really, like I said, I didn't really pay attention much what they were doing, what the drama was. I mean, I was loyal to Zandig just because of, I mean, come on, look what the guy's done. You know what I mean? For right. me and yeah. for us. You know, I, I'm, I'm a loyal kind of guy like that, you know what I mean? <clears throat> like, yeah. even when I said, like, Big Japan was trying to get me to stay, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to roll on CJW man for Big Japan. You know what I mean? And uh, right. Trent didn't either. So like, I'm not. I'm not going to roll on him, especially for PWU man. You know, I, sure. I, I we we helped build this company, man. But this this was, you know, CJW was around be, before me, you know, before I got there. But I definitely helped. I think we could become what it was, and they did too. Sure. Like I was proud of that man, and I wanted to keep that going as long as I can. Why would I dump them? For PWU, when I know that Johnny, you know, he might have a big heart to run this show now, but in the long run, I knew he was going to 
keep up with that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, Johnny, like I said, initially, Johnny and Trent were the reason why I even came to CZW as a fan. You know, they, they right. were telling me about it like it was the best thing going. So only a handful of years later. As, that's why I came here as a worker, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, a handful of years later for them to just, you know, turn on it. And Johnny, it was Johnny. And, you know, to say it that, you know, not, you know, fuck, fuck them and this and that. And I'm just like, you know. Look, you know, I'm a diehard 49er fan. When Montana went to the Chiefs, I'm still a Niner fan. Like, that's, you right. know. Right, right. You know, if Montana couldn't move me, fucking Johnny Cashmere ain't fucking moving me, you know. Yeah, I, he he was getting, he, he even got personal with me and White Peter one time. And, uh, you yeah, know, like, was actually, he, I, I was just, I, like, he, I don't know, he caused some trouble. We went over there, we, you know. And, I, and like, like, what are you doing, man? We're friends here. Why are you, you know, talking shit on me and creating heat between me and you, man. Like, I'm just working here because that's what I do. This is what I do. Like, don't take this personally. He got real personal with me and Matt, uh, me and the white beater. And, like, there's no room for you to put anything about my girlfriend, what goes on in my personal life online. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that was actually my next... That was my next question. He said it on a shoot interview he did a couple years ago. He told the story. He said something on a hotline or something, and uh, you and white beater showed up at his house. I remember one time he's just like, uh, so I'm, I'm there and Matt called, Matt the white beater calls and says, yo man, we gotta do something about Johnny. He's like, what are you talking about? He's calling shit on me and you and our girls saying, you know, our, I don't know exactly what was said. I forget uh-huh. even exactly what was said, but he says it was something, you know, criticizing, you know, that we're, you know, that our girls wear the pants and we do what they say and not just that. I think he, maybe insulted our girls a little bit or uh-huh. and got personal. I'm not exactly sure and and Matt's like, dude, we gotta go over there and set him straight and I was like, All right, let's do this. You know, I'll go over there and uh we we went over there and I just remember I was like, Listen, he is our friend, let's not just go over there and beat the shit out of him. I was like, Let's let's see what he's got to say. And that was my intention over there. Oh, I think that was I don't know, that I think that was Matt's intention too. We just wanted to see what was going on. We were, we went over there and knocked on the door I remember, uh, you know, White Peter did the cop knock, and he comes out. He says, like, what the fuck? You know, he wanted to come outside, and he was just like, well, fuck you guys, you know. And I forget exactly what was said, and um, started insulting us some more, and Matt's like, come on, get out of here, get out of here. He's like, I'll call the cops. He goes, you just take one step in the, into my apartment, I'll call the cops. He goes, I ain't taking a step in your apartment. You're coming out, and he grabs, grabs Johnny and threw him out, and <laughs> threw him down on the ground, and uh I think he might have gave him a shot tonight. <laughs> I literally saw the first time a bump form on this guy's head, just like a cartoon, man, and it grew right in front of my eyes. It grew like an inch <laughs> and his forehead. Like, yeah. you know how cartoons are there, the, the bump yeah. grows on their head? Dude, I literally saw mm-hmm. that, and I was like, yo, Matt. Like, like I wanted to set this kid straight, but I was like, yo, I had to pull Matt off. And I was like, yo, no, 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 because I, I didn't want – Johnny would have got uh, – Johnny looked like he shit himself. Johnny, I didn't want Johnny to get his ass kicked, and I didn't want us going to jail. So I, was, I pulled him off. I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, and uh, shit settled down. Johnny ran his side. Yeah. Um, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. I didn't, move, I didn't wanted to go that far, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was he was definitely scared. Yeah. So so meanwhile, back in CZW, you know, the, the PWU stuff's going on. Um, it, you know, the whole focus kind of switches from, you know, Hey Club and, you know, what you guys were doing against the, you know, the high five is kind of over because Trent and Johnny are gone and, uh, you guys started up a feud with uh, the Blackout. 
what, what was your memory of that? I know, you know, a good a good part of that feud was Gage working ruckus and Sabian now Black G's was pretty much your target, <laughs> like all the fucking time. Uh, I, yeah, I, I gotta remember, you know, I was trying to keep. Uh, I don't know exactly how that why that worked out like that a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, ruckus, I don't know if he was staying away from me or whatever. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what the deal was with that. Uh, it just seemed like he didn't like, want to stay in the ring with me a lot. I don't know, but yeah. you know, Sabian worked me like no problem. He was smaller at the time, but it actually helped me out because he would fly around for me. You got to remember at this time, man. Uh, I, this is post surgery, I believe now. Yeah. Um, I'm still having issues with my strength in my right arm. So, you know, um, a small guy like that, no matter what, I can still get, you know, throw him around and stuff. So that helped me keep, you know, my, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, strength, you know, make it look like I'm still got the strength I had or whatever. Maybe that was it. But um, I I just like, man, these guys, you know, they bump around for me. I I don't know is that why that was, you know, but – just seemed to be like that. We just, I just remember putting them guys over. I remember one time DJ I was like, "Oh, we were talking something over," and um, I think we were putting them over again. And like we put them like we put them over a couple of months in a row. Uh, and I was just like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna squash you the whole time because we gotta still look strong. You know what I mean? And then you guys yeah. will win. And uh, well, DJ heard like, "Oh, we're gonna squash you the whole time," and he said something in the back like, "Oh, here, club don't ever want to, you know, put anybody over." I was like, "Motherfucker, we just put these kids over three months in a row. What the fuck are you talking about? We don't want to put nobody over." I remember, I remember saying that to him, and uh, he like I called him out on it, man. And he just, you know, yeah. nothing came. He, he just turned around and rolled. You know, he he confront or nothing. But I just I just remember that being, but. They were good matches, man. I mean, it was time to, you know, put them over. It was time to get somebody, you know, hey, club putting somebody over helps them out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was time to help another team out, you know, you know, put them, you know, oh, this is a serious tag, and they beat the hey, club three times, you know, three times. You know, that's just giving back, you know what I mean? So I had no yeah. issues with that, you know. Yeah. Um, there was one that. point where you guys did a spot where uh, they hooked you up to a four wheeler and drug you off in order to get like <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the handicap. Oh, that was, that was so horrible. <laughs> oh my god, that's when they tied me up and the thing kept on coming undone. And I just wanted to get up so bad and just start whooping everybody's ass, man. I was like, oh, this yeah. sucks. <laughs> they kept tying me up and the, and the thing just kept coming undone. And uh, they really wanted and it kept stalling and shit. I was like, this is so bad. And I'm like, yeah. oh, on my way back here because I had to get back here for whatever the ending was of the match and I was like oh this, right. this is the worst I'm like I'm like like pretending to dragon me but I'm like sliding down <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a good concept but <laughs> yeah it, it, it definitely didn't work out I was like this. I remember I was like embarrassed I was like this uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and I was like, yo, I remember saying, I was like, let's do something else, let's do something else. And they really wanted to do that. And I was like, this is bad, this is not turning out good. And, oh, we're on your idea, whatever, man. It's your yeah. spot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Cage of Death 6 comes, and this becomes, um, I think, one of the first ever um, two Cage of Death matches on a show. You know, back-to-back. Um, you guys had to follow the Team Cash blackout match spots everywhere they're coming off the cage left and right what was it like to have to follow that for the hate club versus hate club match mm. oh this is the hate club versus hate club match yeah uh, okay this is what, what year was this you think 
Um, well, it was. Um, I think a hiccup versus hiccup. That was uh, when me, Nick versus wife. Uh, okay, this is when I had to leave for wife surgery. Wife and pain. This is, this is when I had to leave for surgery. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I actually didn't see much of that match. Um, and I don't know if I ever saw that match because after that, I, I was out for like a year. Uh, I, had to get, I had to get surgery. It was to the point where it was bad. Um, I remember going and, you know, it was, it was, that's why they went and did the heat club, them two, because I was rolling. And, uh, and it was like, I remember doctors like, you can't do this no more. You have to get surgery. You, 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 could, never, you could possibly never, I, you could possibly never walk again. And maybe even from the neck down, I was like, what? So I was like, oh, right. And he's, I was like, well, listen, I got, I got to do one more match because this doctor knew about it. He was my surgeon. He's like, no, you can't do that. I was like, I got to do this one more match. So I did one more match. Well, I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. And, um, I mean, it would end up being all right. But um, that's why they were doing them pile drivers. And, uh, and I, like I just said, like I, like, I didn't know what following up that match was. I, I was concentrating on getting through this match. And um, I was I was really worried about how I was going to perform that night because um, I was I was bad off, man. But you could see my body and everything. Uh, I was beat up. Uh, my neck was shot. Yeah. It was, and um, I, I think I literally had no strength in my right side of my body, my right arm, hmm. my right pack, my right back, my right back uh, side. Shit. It was it was it was almost like dead. Um, I I don't think I was crawling twenty pounds uh, a dumb pound, twenty pound dumbbell uh, dumbbell at the time. Uh, wow. That's how bad it was. Yeah, and uh, so I had to get something done about that and. Uh, and I I I don't know I I wasn't a big fan that much but at the same time I I, I was beat up and I, I was worn out you know I needed a break so yeah. you know and you know you're you uh, you know you're a weightlifter and you can't curl twenty pounds but the other side can curl eighty pounds you know it fucks with you yeah. you know what I mean and uh, once once that happens I I just was like man I I, I can't get into this. I gotta do something about this. So you know, mm-hmm. that's you know, going to that match, I was in a lot of pain, and I was definitely probably at thirty percent. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was a point where when you guys, I can't like pinpoint a specific year, but when you guys were on like the full hate club tear, they they kind of used you as like like the Sandman and the Apollo, you know, where the act was failing. And you guys would just come out and clear the ring. Um, was that by design? <laughs> did they like you know put out a match that they knew wasn't going to work, or did they just say, "Hey, if this starts going bad, no, run out there"? Um, yeah, but, yeah, John, it, like it, it was not by design. It was like when the match started sucking, and uh, either crowd was shitting on it, or um, or John didn't like it, I guess, or it was boring, or whatever. Uh, hey, club. You really yeah. going out? You really going to hit? And I mean, sometimes these are my friends out there trying their hardest to do this shit. You know what I mean? And like, I was like, oh man, I got to go out there. They don't know we're coming until the music hits. And I, you know, I got to do it. The boss was do it. And I guess he was like, you know, that way to bring the crowd up because the crowd always, you know, pop for it. So, oh, but yeah. there'd be times where I wasn't expecting. I'd be, you know, outside, you know, outside talking to somebody in the parking lot out back. Yo, Nate, you gotta hit the ring, man. I'm like, what? What the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? He's like, you gotta hit the ring. I'm like, fucking, you know, t- throwing off my jacket, trying to get out there. And I'm like, what's going yeah. on? No, we're just beating somebody up. And yeah, it was never by design. It was just, it just started becoming that, you know? And yeah. It just seemed like we were the go to guys when that happened. I go out there, I'd be like, sorry, guys, man. <laughs> I'm out there being the yeah. sorry. 
I mean, as a fan, it was the coolest shit because we loved the fucking hate club. And then it was like, yeah, we don't like you. this match. Let's just fucking end it. And, and we'd kind of just, you know, the shit yeah, on the yeah, match like, and then it would end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, he'd be like, you know, send all that hate club. We're out there and I'd be like, Sometimes I didn't care. Sometimes, sometimes you know, I'd be like, oh, fuck these guys. But, I mean, there were times there was my friends out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, man, fuck. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't, you know, by any means, I was, you know, I didn't take pride in, like, you know, just doing that to somebody's match. You know, it was just something I was told to do. And, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to be a big shot. It was just something we were told to do. And we did it. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it kind of helped us, you know, so fuck it, you know. Yeah, well, I guess um, you gotta make your matches better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you guys fucked up DJ at some point. Um, what was your memories of him as a worker, and you know, what was he like pre-owner or anything like that? Uh, he was not. You know, I didn't really talk to him that much. You know, pre-owner, he wasn't one of the boys. I, I you know, in the beginning, he he did, he wasn't in with the. I guess you could say click. Uh, mm-hmm. The original CCW guys, um, the, at the time, guys that were main eventing uh, or or your you know top of the card guys. Uh, he was always trying hard. He always tried to be a uh, you know real stiff, tough guy that I don't know, just never was believable to me. Um, I, I mean, uh, I just know I know he he bullied the students sometimes in the in the in, in the in school, and uh, I just, I just, I, at the time, you know, I didn't dislike the guy, but you know, me and him didn't click. We didn't, we mm-hmm. just didn't click. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I don't know. I just, you know, somebody I want to hang out with. <laughs> we had free time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, through your time, um you know, when you were training and stuff, you know, you went from, you know, a strong dude, but then you went to, you know, absolutely jacked. Um, obviously, you know, through wrestling fans and everything, you're going to get the steroids rumor and this and that. Um, but what, how'd you actually get, you know, all jacked up and, you know, when you turned your regimen into something that was going to, you know, make you way bigger and stuff, what, what did you do to put yourself in that shape? Uh, what, how did I get bigger? Yeah. That was your um, yeah. Well, you know, for, I mean, I mean, I guess you could figure out shit I did, but um, you know, people do what they gotta do. But I mean, I, I, I you know, I dabbled. I mean, it wasn't. I was always a bigger guy. I was always a bigger mm-hmm. guy. To begin with. Um, but you understand, man. Even when I had my regular job, I ate. I had. I I used to cook eight meals mm-hmm. a day. And yeah. I spaced them out, you know. And in the beginning, it wasn't even that clean. I mean, it was clean, but I had me spread my protein, my carbs, and all that other stuff. And I didn't care if I had a little bit of belly because I was like, I'm a pro wrestler. Who cares if I had a little belly? I just wanted to be big. So I started right. jacking up, and, you know, I was meticulously eating, uh, making sure I had a certain amount of hours of sleep at night. I was, no matter what, my said at the time when I was working my regular job, if I was working a regular job at the time, I would still come home. I, you know, which was concrete at the time. I, you know, jackhammer and all that. I come home and work out for two hours and and uh, just study. I always was a student of uh, bodybuilding, of uh, strength training. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I just bulked up, man. Took a lot. It's a lot of hard work. Um, steroids, sure. sure, man. What I mean, come on. 
Yeah, I, right. You know, yeah, I know, I'm not John Cena saying I never took steroids. Come on, it's, it's fucking up. But um, right. You know, but it's not what like some of these people, like even guys I work with in the locker room. I ain't gonna say no names, but then the shit they're on, man. I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm not nowhere near what you guys are taking on. You know, I'm taking a little bit. I just grow. I just naturally, my body reacts naturally to weightlifting, mm-hmm. and you know right. what I mean. Um, but I mean. To get the look I wanted, man, I you know, I had to push the envelope no matter how I had to push it. Um you know what I mean? And uh you know, now now that I'm getting older, you know, I'm trying I'm trying to get back that look. I mean, this is the biggest I've been since two thousand three, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, so I'm 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 trying now to get back that look. It's just now my I'm winding down, I don't got I'm not I'm not gonna be doing this much longer. So I'm gonna right. you know, I wanna go out with a nice raw, you know what I mean? So you know, you know, you got, you got, you got, you got gig. You know, you push the envelope. You know, I mean, this business is about pushing the envelope, right? Um, mm-hmm. You just got to be smart about it. You got to know not to abuse, abuse the steroids or whatever you're taking. Um, you know, but by all means, man, just because you, you take steroids, don't mean you're gonna be a big guy. And there's so many people that are on steroids and they look like shit. I mean, you right. got to work hard. You got to lift weights. You got to do cardio if you're trying to trim up. Um, mm-hmm. you, you gotta sleep right. You gotta eat right. I mean, eating is the hardest part, man. Uh, when yeah. I'm eating clean, I mean, and to, to put on a quality muscle uh, diets, ninety percent. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, you gotta really to prepare the meals, to do all that. It's, it's dedication, man. It, it, it's hard to maintain that size to begin with, let alone all the preparation you have to do to maintain that size. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's it's a full time, it's a lifestyle. You, you know, you gotta yep. live it. And um, and now not only that, my you know your, your joints are big and beam all the heavy weight and like, and and plus, the wrestling I'm doing. You know what I mean? So, you know, you know. I mean, I couldn't have kept my size wrestling on the road and and um, you know wear a tear on the body like that. It's it's next to impossible, man. I'm 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 tearing down my body all the time while I'm doing this. You know what I'm right. saying? Whether whether it's working in the ring or weightlifting, you know what I'm saying? So right, you know, you know, you, you criticize people that do it. I mean, it's the people that do it and look, that don't work hard that I criticize. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after that uh, that cage of death match, you disappeared. Like you said, you had the neck surgery, and um, yeah, I guess this is where you really had to stop. You came back, you know, here and there throughout the years, but um was it more or less like a trial basis where you came back and figured like, it's still not, it's still not working like it was, or did you just stop getting bookings or what happened? No, I was no, not talking about it. I was, um, I was, when I was in people were always asking me to work from, um, yeah, when I got back, I came back, I'm like, I'm going to come back harder and better and ever, you know what I mean? And that was my mm-hmm. intention. Uh, I probably started hitting the gym too early. Um, I, uh, you know, I started out doing that and coming back. I just, it was it was harder, man. I don't know. It's like that surgery changed me a little bit. Uh, I think it was mm-hmm. fucking my head a lot. Um, it really it really fucked me psych- psychologically. Um, uh, it just didn't feel like I was yeah like where I was at. So I I start I just like in the beginning, man. I lived, breathed, and you know everything was about this business. And when I, when I wasn't doing this business, I was thinking about this business or you know you know working out to be better at this business. Uh, everything was the Everything in my life was wrestling came first. It became it came before my girlfriend. 
then I started noticing after the surgery, it wasn't so like that. It, it started going down. I, it wasn't as important to me. It was still important to me, but it wasn't as important. And that's mm-hmm. why you started, you know, you started seeing, and my body was still kind of beat up and it was hard to get back to where I was at. And, uh, I think I needed a longer break. Yeah. And I was giving a trial and I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, the pain pills they had me on, uh, I was, I was, it was causing a, a substance problem, um, right. uh, to, 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 to get in the ring and do it. You know, I, I, I had, I've had in the past, I'm doing good now. I'm clean now, but I've had substance issues, um, not in the beginning, you know, but after post-surgery, um, yeah, I've had issues. And, like, it was crazy because I was totally, you know, all about health and before that. But it's amazing what these doctors put you on and what can happen after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know yeah. nothing about, you know, your pain pills and what could happen with it. I just did what I was told after surgery. So, I mean, addiction became an issue, um, you know, a lot of things. I don't know, just uh, slowly but surely, I just started realizing I was doing it less and less, and it wasn't because I couldn't get bookings. Uh, it was, I guess it was all in my head, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And um, I ended up getting in some legal problems there for a while, um, you know. And then, you know, the next thing I know, I, 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 I think to myself, I mean, it's been five years since I've been in the fucking ring. I was like, yeah. shit, and I, you know, I cleaned up, and I just was like, you know what, I don't want to do this again, you know, and... And uh, right. now, now I'm kind of like you know I want to I want to get back. I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this. Not much, maybe maybe two years. Three. I don't I don't know. Uh, but I would right. like to, you know go out on a high note and uh, working hard. Now I'm back in the gym five six days a week. Um, feeling like I'm older now, so it's a little different. Uh, my body's definitely sure. feeling feeling the years of uh, of this business and and weightlifting. And uh, I'm hoping you know just to get you know, as best like get out of here to do the best. Get as close as I have Nate Hatred that I want to be like old Nate Hatred. You know what I mean? Right. So, that's um, my goal now. You know, with the with the addiction problem, and you know, being you know the pain medicine being the thing you were addicted to. Um, do you think you stacked the deck higher against yourself to put yourself, you know, in in harm's way, so to speak? You know, in the wrestling ring. Uh yeah yeah definitely um. It, yeah, uh, it's weird because there's one point, it, it comes to the point where, okay, you do it, you know, to get rid of the pain, and it comes to a point where maybe you don't even need this pain medicine no more, but just to function, you right. got to take it, you know what I mean? That's when you know you got a problem. Just when, just to get out of bed, you need to take pain medicine, and it's not because of the pain, it's because if you don't, you're fucking sick. Like, that's right. when you know you got a problem, man, and like, and, and it's hard. Like you see these guys in this business, I I, I will always have uh, you know sympathy for people dealing with addiction. Because back in the day, I didn't understand that. Like these fucking guys, but now I do, you know. And it, it's the hardest thing in my life I ever had to deal with. And uh, you know, I, I've been clean for a little while now, and I still deal with you know you know thinking about it. But you know, I refuse to go back to that. So right, you know, you got these guys going through this stuff, man. You, you hear stories about me people stealing off of people. They're not doing it because they want to do it. They're doing it because they got a problem. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I hear you, man. I'm, you know, I'm a, I definitely am an addict by nature. I don't have, uh, I didn't really have like the big, big pill problems or anything, but I was an alcoholic for sure. Um, I'm over right. four years sober now. And, um, good for you, man. You know, that's awesome, man. 
I turned myself completely towards athleticism. But yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, like I, I said, that. I used to see that on your Facebook page. That's awesome. You do what you do, man. That's awesome. Thanks, see, now, man. Now, um, now, now you're addicted to the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? The stuff right. that's healthier in life. And that's how I am. Like that's. See, even though I was addicted to drugs before, I was addicted to the extreme of everything I did, weightlifting, wrestling, the way I wrestled, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. any, just the lifestyle we live, you know, everything was to the extreme. All my life has been like that. And it wasn't, you know, always necessarily, you know, drugs, narcotics, and stuff like that. It wasn't at all like that for three quarters of my life. It just turned into that. Right. Yeah, I hear you saying, man. It's a you know different substance, different you know avenues that I've taken, but it's it's the same kind of thing. I just you know I wonder because like I said, it it does put you you know in the, and especially in wrestling, you know you hear about all the pills floating around and this and that and how easy oh. it is. So I mean, oh. it's you know you're you're sitting right in the in the danger zone, just trying to stay clean. It's it's got to be a tough fight, but see, this is, see, yeah, it's definitely tough because like. Like I said, I see it back there. Shit, man, I, I walk through the fucking parking lot, and you know, there's stuff I see and smell. You know, you know, you know, it's just something I got to deal with. Is you know, it's not anybody else's fault. I got this issue. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, you could look at it. You know, yeah, wrestling. I'm in. I'm in the. You know, I got to be careful because it's all around. But I could also use wrestling to keep clean. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the, the better myself, trying to get back at as best as close as I can to what I was before. And then, like, that's my goal now. So, you know, that's how I got to look at it now. It's always going to be around me, especially in this business. It's going to be around you. Yeah. I'll tell you what I, you know, I quit drinking and like a month later after I really quit, quit, I did a, one of the races. I was, I was started doing the races and it's sponsored by all sorts of alcohol companies. You're supposed to get like a free beer after the thing, beers flying. And, and it's just I like, I heard about that. Yeah. I'm steered where I want to be, but Holy shit. Look at this around me, you know? And it's just, See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, drinking is definitely gotta be. See, I never had an issue necessarily. I drank, but I never had issues per se with, you know, alcohol. But I can't yeah. imagine that being my main addiction because that shit's all over, man. It's on commercials. Yeah. It's 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 everywhere, man. Like the, where I live, man, there's twenty bars down my street, man. Like going all the way down my street. I was like, oh shit. And like yeah. when I'm in recovery, like I said, I go to meetings. You know, I go to meetings, and uh, I don't usually go to AA, but if I go to AA meetings or something like that, and I and I feel sorry, you know, these guys, man, you know, they're constantly seeing this commercials on this shit. Yeah. 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 You just gotta know that it's not in your cards. You know, I don't. If I ever think about drinking, I don't think about having one beer. I think about how many beers it's about to happen. Like I already know I'm I'm deep in before I even start. So it's it's not gonna happen. It's it's not in my cards, man. So people have volume control. I don't. You can't have a a reward exactly. You can't have reward like oh that's that was my mistake when I got clean. See, I won't say in recovery because there's being in recovery and there's being clean. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, being clean is like, oh, yeah, you, you, you know you're going to use again. And um, say so you're, you're, you're clean. And uh, uh, you know what? I, I deserve a little reward. Well, that's not just one little reward. That one little reward is going to turn into a fucking big problem. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So um, now, obviously, you know, the other half of the hate club had um, – you know, his substance issues as well. What was your reaction to Nick Gage getting locked up, robbing a bank, broad daylight? I mean, you spent a lot of time with Nick. What was your reaction to hearing that? Um, like I said, like, 
I was I was in shock, man. I was, I was like, oh, I didn't think you did, you know, as far as you did. But at the same time, this is what addiction will do. You understand what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, that that's not the Nick I knew from back in the day, and that's not the Nick I know now. That's the Nick that, you know, how he was in in the midst of his addiction, and like, yeah. what you know, and shit is expensive, and you know, the shit you'll do for your drug, it, it's unbelievable, man, and. um you know, I was in shock. I, I, I didn't even know about it. I was dealing with my uh, demons at the time, and I just so happened to see it on the news, and that's how I found out. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I started talking to people and stuff. And I mean, I, I mean, I never went that far, but that doesn't mean nothing. That, that doesn't make him any worse or better than me, you know. Or, you know, it's just it is what it is. It, whether you rob a bank or you rob somebody for 20 bucks, it's still the same thing, you know. I mean, right. just one one has more of a consequence, that's all. You know what yeah. I mean? But in general, you're you're doing the same behavior. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I mean, he just he just he just went a little further than some people do. You know, and yeah. uh, he know he he I think it probably made him a better person. And uh, you know, and you know he, now now he's all about at that time. I think at the time he was doing it, he wasn't so much into the wrestling either. He was starting to slide away a little bit, and it was it was overriding him. So. You know, maybe he needs a wake-up call because now he's all about wrestling again, and you know, and yeah. he, he's Nick Gage again. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I, I just hope he keeps. He keeps. I hope I do, and I hope he keeps it up. You know what I mean? I mean, he's yeah. my boy. I know him. I've known him for almost 20 years now. I've been tag teaming with him over 15 years. You know, and uh, he's a good guy. You know, I just, I, just, I, will, I, I hope he keeps on the right track. I believe he will. Right. Um. So, you know, following him coming out, um, yeah, this, this may be something you want to touch on or not, but um, it became really obvious to a lot of his fans and obviously the people who were trying to book him that Lauderdale was pretty much pulling the strings from here on out. Um, I don't get along with the fucking guy at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, ha- have you seen that or dealt with that? Or, and what's your thoughts on, on him overall? Because um, it, it just seemed like it, it wasn't the same. It wasn't dealing with Nick directly anymore. Um it all kind of had to go through Brett and uh, you know, as a fan, I, you know, I had always talked to Nick and, you know, the parking lot and we were always hanging out back there. And I mean, I'd see him at a, I show up at a force one show and, you know, he'd come out and, you know, there's fucking 40 people there. He'd fucking in the middle of his entrance. Oh, fucking J cat. Like he, he knew me. There was no question about it. And then it just seemed like a big barrier where it was like Brett and then there's Nick, you know what I mean? So, it came off as weird to me and, you know, being the fact that I don't like Brett and he, you know, he knows that it, it just made it, you know, a huge line of separation. Um, what's your thoughts on a guy that was very close to Nick? I'm sure there was some interaction that way. Uh, you put me on the spot, man, here. Um, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you know. uh, yeah, I don't understand what's going on, man. Um, no, well, I I run my own career, you know. What I mean, I, nobody talks talks for me. I do my own bookings, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm my own I'm my own man. Not saying Nick. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, I I question Brett's motives. Um, I don't I don't uh, I wonder if he's really doing it for Nick or if he's doing it for himself. Uh, right. I mean, you know, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, like you know, uh, okay, the guy works hard in his company he's running right now. I mean, I gotta give him credit. You know, he brought yeah. 
he brought me out of uh, getting in trouble. He brought me back when I wasn't thinking about coming back, and he had a lot of confidence in me. I got to thank him a lot for that. When he brought me back to NGI, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if I was coming back. I, I still missed the business, you know, and he's like, oh, you still could do this, you know. And, you know, I got a lot of respect for him. And at that time, I had no issues with Brett. Um, but, I've, you know, we've definitely budged some heads recently. Uh, um, I don't know why... He's got to speak for Nick all the time. Uh, I don't understand why he has to do that, why Nick hasn't do that. But I'm not. I'm not saying that necessarily necessary a wrong thing. Um, mm-hmm. That's just what Nick does. Um, uh, I know your history with him. I know you're not particularly fond of him. Um, no. Like I said, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think we might have. We're, I, I, we're buttonheads a little bit right now. We, we might have slight heat going. Um, Right. Uh, but I mean, I don't hate the guy. Um, why don't you call me later about this? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, we're definitely button heads. And, it's and, all good, uh, man. You know, but he he he, he works hard for what he, he works hard what he does. I, I'm not saying I, I I don't like Brett. I mean, I I I. I, I you know, we we've uh, definitely gotten along in the past, and he's has helped me out. And, uh, uh, you know, when I'm coming back from a long break, he he right. he, 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 he talked me into having some confidence to, at being the agent again when I was a sort of I was going to do it, and I got mm-hmm. appreciate him doing that. And like I said, he works hard to try to get his product going, to try to promote, and they, and he and he pushes. But like I said, um, I, I I just I mean, my career myself, I'm doing it for myself nobody's nobody's talking for me if you want to interview me you, you know you, you're going to interview me because uh you asked me or whatever you know what i'm saying you know you're not right. going to go through anybody but me you understand what i'm saying um, I, I i my opinion was if i was nick that's how i would do it but i guess that's not what he wants to do so right. uh, i mean that's all up to him um i i don't get it back in the day uh, no way would nick do i mean i don't know i don't know right it's crazy it's crazy so but, uh, you come back, uh, Nick Gage Invitational, which ended up being without Nick Gage. Um, you were scheduled to be Nick Gage's first round opponent, which would obviously mean you were probably going out first round. I mean, it was his tournament. Um, right. Yeah, you, know, you you hadn't been back in in a while, so all fans right. would expect Nick Gage to be a big, big part going further in that tournament. He ends up Absolutely. not being there. Louis fills in. And this on the fly puts you in a second round match with Masada, which ended up being fucking awesome. Especially in just coming back, you guys Thank you. completely Everybody tore it up. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so you now what was your thoughts on the whole event and, you know, finding out that he's not there and then having to rework into a match with Masada and, and going into what you guys did? Okay, yeah, well, I mean, I found out uh, last minute – uh, that he wasn't there, and I was, I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God, like, he got in trouble again. I heard he might be having to do another year, and I was just like, man, that sucks. You know, I mean, as, as, he, as he's a friend of mine, so I felt bad. And, uh, you know, I was hoping it wasn't going to be, a, you know, ba- a, a big situation. I mean, it ended up turning into another year. So I um, found out kind of last minute, and uh, I didn't know what was going on. So that's when uh, Brett and Danny, they're like, you know, uh, you're going to go through the first round. I had no plans of going past the first round. I was like, uh, <laughs> right. I was like, you know, I haven't done this in five years. <laughs> so he's just like, yeah. Uh, and like, they literally, 
I literally got booked a couple of days before that, you know what I mean? And, uh, uh, and I wasn't sure. And I, they, I kind of got thrown in there and I wasn't really in shape. And, uh, so I was like, um, okay. Uh, you know, they're like, well, you're on squash, Lily. And I was like, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll squash Lily. And then, you know, I, you know, go with my son. I was like, Oh, geez. Chris. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, geez. I was like, all right. You know, I wish I had no, no problems with that. And, uh, so, you know, we went through that. I remember being in the back, and uh, I was just like, uh, we're going to talk a match over. And, you know, he was like, uh, yeah, you want to do the steak steers? I was like, uh, I was like, what the fuck? And he's just like, I, I, I really wasn't paying attention to business a lot. He was like, yeah, steak steers. I was like, yeah, does that hurt? <laughs> Not that I cared. I was just like, does that hurt? He's like, ah, nah. I remember matching mom's like, you going to stage gears? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, shit. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and the last thing I was like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, shit. He's like, oh, they fucking hurt. I was like, oh, great. But anyway, we were out there, and uh, I was right before the match. I was like, listen, we talked there. You know, Masada and I are boys, man. I, I really, really, really cool. And uh, he was just like, uh, I don't know. Uh, it was the first time I really worked with him, though, ever. And uh, I only probably met mm-hmm. him once before this. And uh, since then, though, we got a lot closer. And uh, he was just like, listen, man, you know, it's cool. And I was like, I don't know. You might have to carry me. I've, you know, worked a, a match match more than, you know, just two minutes with Louie in, in five years. And he was like, listen, man, you're Nate Hager. I don't know when he said that. I was like, what the fuck? He's like, you're fucking Nate Hager. You're going to be fine. And when he said that, it got confidence in me. He really helped me, you know, put confidence back in myself. And I was just, he was just like, yeah. you're going to be totally fine. And we went out there and we tore it up, man. And, you know, and he even says, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's my favorite match in life, what we work in you, and I was like, really? And uh, I, I thought it was awesome, man, that he said that. It feels good, yeah. you know, you know, after not doing it for so long that I was able to pull that off, so it would yeah. end up being a cool night, you know, and I and I want to thank Brad for, you know, putting me out there and having confidence in me, and, you mm-hmm. know, Danny and all the guys, you know, they, you know, they didn't know what I could do, you know, so... Yeah. Um, so, you know, soon after that, now the fans are all hyped up, myself included. Like, all right, fucking Nate Hatred's back. He's like, he came back out, you know, wrestled Masada. This dude's been fucking nowhere to be found. All of a sudden, he's tearing it up with Masada. He's fucking back. So we see you pop up on the On Point show and then off the On Point show. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, what, what went on and... Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, what you could say about that. And, um, um you know, your thought process uh, after. Basically, uh, I had, uh, I got a violated probation. Um, okay. Yeah, I had, uh, I ended up, uh, having a, a relapse and a violated probation. Um, and I think I ended up getting an argument, getting like a assault charge or some dude. And, uh, and end up having to do a couple months in jail. So, you know, like I said before, you know, I hate going to jail, man. Something crazy. But, uh, yeah, I, don't know, so I had to pull off that show because I was locked up. And um, that's what basically happened there. I had to do a couple months and, you know, I didn't miss the show. And, uh, and then there was a while there, you know, I was off and on. Now, for the past five days, like eight months, I've been just going to keep going, you know what I mean? Uh, right. I'm not working every weekend because I don't, I don't think I can. When I do, I'm going to try to do my best. You know? Right. Um, now, you know, obviously, you know, and the same goes with Gage. And I, 
I think shit got fucked up. I think Brett had part to do with Gage's part, but you know, DJ having part to do with it, of course, too. But CZW was the home of the hate club. I mean, there's, there was no other place that you would think, well, you know, maybe, maybe that'll be where they're at. Um, has there ever been, you know, talks about, you know, bringing you in or I know you can't speak for Nick, but um, you know, being back part of CZW because it, it makes all the sense in the world, whether DJ, you know, runs things that way or not, but has there been any talks? No, no, no. I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I don't, I, I thought for sure. Yeah. When, uh, you know, I put him over and whatever, I put him over and then he can use the eye. I kind of knew what was going to happen. I, I really thought if I come back and Nick's back, I definitely thought something would have came something. Uh, I don't know what the deal is, man. I don't know if he thinks, I won't work from. I mean, I would work. I would. I would go back there. I would like to, you know, go back and see what happens. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I work. I mean, definitely. You know. I don't know. I mean, it'd be it'd be nice. Uh, I I just don't. I don't even know what kind of product they have anymore. To tell you the truth, I don't know what's going on with that company. Yeah. Uh, I don't really pay attention to it. I I I can't tell you who works there or who. That's <laughs> company right now. All right. Um, they, you know, started to work an angle with, uh, you and GCW with Schlack and it seemed to, I don't know, it seemed like it was going somewhere and then it didn't, um, as there, is there any talks of, you know, that reigniting and, you know, becoming a thing? Uh, well, I know, you know, Brett brought me in back in and, uh, started pushing me as a big, you know, big monster and stuff like that again. And, uh, yeah, he was going to. I had a couple matches here and there, and uh, then he brought Slack in, and, um, you know, he wanted to start a feud with us, and uh, it started some real stuff, and I, I, I guess uh, um, I had some, you know, I missed the show for some personal reasons. I don't know if he was mad about that or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, and then I think we started having some little bit of heat. That's what started the heat we have right now, I guess. Is right. We got some heat. I'm not saying, you know, Fatty, but we have a little bit of heat right now. I guess that's what started, and all of a sudden, nothing came of it. Like it just, and uh, it would have been, you know, I was like, man, I saw that nothing came of it. And I was, you know, Slack really wanted to work, and he's like, man, I really want to work and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, it's gonna come to be, and it's never did there for a while. And then I was working, uh, you know, Mike's hybrid, which by the way is coming up. Right. Of course, Nick Gage, man, you gonna come or what? Nah, I don't show up to shows anymore. Anyway, so he was, um, he was, uh, like, we were at uh, Mike's and uh, uh, we were tag team, and uh, I think Matt Tremont pulled out, and and uh, he was just like, he came to me at Mike's show and said, Listen, man, uh, can you, uh, you know, can you come in and work tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I heard he wasn't going to ever use me again, but I was just like, shit, yeah, I'll come work with you because you work slack. I was like, yeah, no problem. So that, the next day, you know, I came in, we worked, man, the crowd was hot for it, man. It was great, man. I got my drown ball. I split my head open pretty bad. I got nasty scar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, nasty But uh, I was, I was being sad. But uh, I thought, you know, it turned out pretty decent, match. I had fun with it, you know, uh, yeah. I was into it. I felt, you know, it was tight. We were both tight. I like working tight. You know, yeah. a little bit more on the stiffer side, and you know, and uh, I was good. You know, 
his blade to put slack over. You know, get him. You know, he, he he's doing pretty good right now. So it was a fun match. I really enjoyed it. Hey, that's good. Um, what do you think your favorite matches have been over the years? If you had to, you know, put together like a top three or something, your favorite matches you've ever had. Uh, that's that, that's kind of hard to do. Tag team wise, any Briscoe match. Uh, you know, any of them Briscoe matches, uh, singles matches. Be, see, it's hard, it's hard to pick out. Like, death matches, I, I like. I like both my tournament like two matches. Uh, they're kind of different each way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, a couple, you know, that, I like the feud with Nick. I thought that was a great year-long feud. That had a couple good matches in it. Um, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's really hard to say, man. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. This, this is, uh, I, I enjoy a lot of my matches. That I had a good time with. Maybe, maybe you would know better. Yeah, you know, so some people like think, well, I think a better match is other people don't think is as good as another match or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely say like, you know, a few with uh, I, I like one or two in Japan I really like, but you know, I don't ever see any footage of that, any of them. I've seen them like once or twice. Um, yeah. But I would say like the two other like two matches, uh, but either either one of them. Um, any tag team matches with the Briscoes, and believe it or not, some squash matches that look pretty damn believable. I like believable matches, man. And there were some mm-hmm. squash matches had that looked fucking pretty believable. Man. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I always liked your matches with the back seats too, because it had like the oh, perfect yeah. blend, oh, you know. See that's see that's what I'm saying. I got back definitely back seats. Fucking right, man. See that's what I'm saying. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it, it to me it had the perfect blend because you know they were like the crafty heels, played the pretty yeah. boy angles, and you and guys it, were the, the was, killers. Yeah, it was a lot of psychology to it, like the one where they like blew alcohol in my face and they blinded me. That's good psychology there, man. Like they they took yeah. out the big guy by blinding me, you know, and doing their silly mm-hmm. little stuff. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, man. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I like the match um, too with the with the the, the, the tour bowl seat. Oh, I kind of like that. I enjoyed that match. Man. I thought that was pretty. <laughs> Yeah, you got a fucking souvenir for life on that one, so you might as well yeah, like it. Yeah, definitely do. Yeah, the last match I had up a souvenir for life too. The last match I had for GCW, man, that one's a nasty guy. Uh, from the uh, Schlack match. Yeah, when I shake my head, you guys will see it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, upcoming, you got um the hybrid match with Gage. Yep. And uh, you good. know, obviously. You guys haven't been across the ring from each other in a long, long time, so um, yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna reignite right. that's some a, shit. Yeah, that's gonna be good. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna bust my balls, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it hard. You know, I'm gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. You know, he's not sure what, how I. I don't know what he said. Like, I don't know where my head is. He said in some interview. Uh, he's gonna see where my head is because I'm gonna. He's, he's he's gonna get a nice stiff match, and that's uh, October 27th. At, uh, right. Uh, Harris, Harris Casino right there. No, Eddie Stone. I'm sorry, Eddie Stone. Um, yeah. That is, so you guys got to check it out. And that's Anybody? um that that's I believe the night before you guys team back up, and mm. you're up up against the Hit Squad. That's what we do though. You know, we beat each other one night and we tag the next, man. It's all good. Right. Yeah, and uh, it hasn't worked. Them guys in years, so uh, well, curious to see how that's going to go. Uh, 
haven't seen any of their work recently, so I don't I don't know where they stand. Um, that that should be fun though, man. It's gonna be a great, it's gonna be nostalgia, you know. Me and Nick came back together in the ring. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. And now, do you I, think I, this I could... guarantee you we're gonna give it hard to them too, man? They're they're gonna dream for a beating that night. Yeah. So, do you think this could trigger you know a full fledged hate club reunion where you guys get on a tear and start you know knocking some of those matches off of the current tag teams around the Indies? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm up for it, man. I, you know, I do singles. I'll, I'll tag. I'll tag with him any day, man. Yeah, so we go back a long way. Uh, if I want to tag with anybody in this business, that's the guy I'll tag with. You know, and yeah. that's, that's 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 where you know if I if I had to, if I had to have a tag team partner, obviously that's the guy. And uh, Hate Club has definitely got a big place in my heart, dude. And uh, I would definitely love to do another run with the Hate Club. And uh, you know, not necessarily say it has to be a full-time thing, but like you know. Get a couple matches going and see what these young pups have. You know what I mean? See what, see what they could take on us older guys. Big right. Um, now, you know, you guys have been away for a while. Um, you know, you more so. Nick's been back a little bit, you know, more recently. But right. are there any tag teams out there that you'd like to see the Hay Club, you know, reunited and, and meet up with? I mean, you mentioned Young Bucks. Those are one of the ones I, I'd have to ask about. Yeah, I don't actually know too many uh, – of the tag right now, man, to tell you the truth, I, I'll take on I, That's what I'm saying. I, I, like, I was out of it, man. Like, I'm just getting back. Like, when, mm-hmm. um, I don't know too much what's going on in independent surgery right now. I'm, I'm trying to find out now. I'm starting to, you know, see what, what's going on out there. But uh, I really don't know. I'll take it. You know, whoever's, whoever's, right. whoever's the hot team right now, I, I would love to take on me. Like I said, it's been a long time since we tagged, but man, it'll come back to us just like that, man. We, you know, we did it for years, you know, together, and uh, we we know each other's strengths and weaknesses, and uh, we know we feed off each other. So we definitely, definitely tear tear these guys up. Sure. Yeah. One I'd like to see too is because you know you guys have been away for so long, and you even you know reminisce saying one of your favorite matchups is definitely you guys versus the Briscoes. Briscoes have come a long way since you last seen them. Um, Hay Club versus the Briscoes, you know, 2017 would be some badass shit. Oh, that would be awesome, man. I would love yeah. to do that match. That 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 would actually be the match, you know, I would look most forward to, especially with the Hay Club. I would I would definitely love it, especially where, where them guys are at. Because I, I, I have seen some of their stuff while I, while I was uh, – uh, you know, while I was away from the business, I actually have kept up. I was always uh, close to them guys, and I, I kept up and see what them guys were doing here and there. And I, I'm telling you what, man, they, they, they are just they're, they're two great talents, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys were wrestling when they were 140-pound briscoes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> now they're more beefed up. That's what I'm saying. Now they're more beefed up. It's, it's more believable. And, and they're, they're, they're beefed up now, but they move just like they did back then. Yeah. No, yeah, man. tremendous tag team. Awesome. Yeah, man. Um, you know, what was it like, you know, obviously uh, Zandig came back through GCW and started doing some things there. What was it like, you know, reuniting with Zandig after all these years? Man, you know, it was like seeing the old father, man. Like, uh, uh, it was great. It was great to see him in the locker room. I really only dealt with him in the locker room, you know, but it was just like, yeah, it was just like we seen each other just hanging out this whole time, you know what I mean? Just talking about old times, you know, talking about the, you know, old CZW and whatever the hell they got going on now, as he would say. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, and it was great to see him, you know, and uh, and you know, I've always, I always uh, had a lot of respect for him, and uh, he's done me right throughout my career, and I love loyalty to Zambic and always will. And every time I see that guy, man, uh, you know, it'll be us talking you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's good shit seeing somebody old crew back together, you know. It's great, man. It really is, man. I actually was looking forward to when I found out that he was going to be at one of the shows, man. I was pretty excited about that. I can't wait to see him. Yeah. Uh, you know. And awesome, man. He's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's been great talking to you. If there's anything else you want to put out there, you know, get off your chest. You know, the floor is yours, man. Uh no, I mean you hit everything. I just want to let you know. I hope everybody comes out there. These stones, he's uh. Me go at it with Nick because we're going to tear it up, you know. It's October 27th, you know, in Eddie Stone. Uh, I hope you guys come out and see that. And, um, you know, and the, you know, the reunion of the hate club, man. That's a long time in the coming, you know, and uh, I think it's going to be well worth it. And I I tell you right now, I mean, I'm training. I'm training hard. And uh, I haven't felt this great in years. And uh, I think I look the best I have in years. Um Try and trim up a little bit more now, but I mean, I'm 260. I mean, let's do this. You know? Yeah. This is this is this is my last hurrah, so man, I want to make it a good one. I hope you know, and I'm ready, and my head's totally in the game, and uh, you know, let's just make this a good last couple of years. Yeah, man. That sounds good. Yeah, I look forward to seeing all this stuff, you know, as it comes out online, and you know, I'm able to see some of the uh, the matches you got coming up, so. Definitely going to check that shit out when the DVDs all hit and, you know, digital yeah, downloads. Or... Yeah, definitely. Do. We have to keep in touch, too, man. Absolutely, man. Hit me up anytime. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But, yeah, man, thanks for doing this. It, you know, it's been a long time I've been wanting to do this. I know, and, we've, been, uh, you I know, know. We've, been talking, uh, we've been talking about this for a while, and uh, we just never you know, got together. It's finally good that we got to do this, and I got to, you know, get on your show. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I appreciate I it. Yeah, old school CZW is, yeah, old school We're CZW down, is my favorite shit. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Yeah. Sorry, man. Um, again, I appreciate you coming on. You're welcome back anytime, man. You got anything to plug, talk about? Just hit me up, and yeah, you know, just hit me up. Otherwise, anyway. I definitely will, man. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, all right. take it easy. All right, man. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right, take care, bud. Peace. So there you go. There was Nate Hatred. A long time in the workings, uh, in the making. You know, I wanted to talk to that guy for years and, uh, you know, finally got it done. I'm happy, uh, you know, got to go over everything I wanted to go over. Um, You know, good dude. Obviously been through some struggles like a lot of guys in the business. But, you know, he's one of those guys who was just ripping people apart, you know, back in fucking you know, the 2000s, early 2000s. CZW was a beast because of guys like fucking... Nick Gage, Nate Hatred, you know, the fucking Hay Club was running through people. So, um, you know, where there was the hit squad on the side of Jersey All-Pro, there was the Hay Club and CZW. And those two teams are going to face off fucking afternoon show beyond GCW doubleheader. The night before, you get to see those two same guys square off legendary feud as far as CZW goes, as we just talked, 2003 tables matches fucking 200 tubes matches dog collar matches these guys are going to be back in the ring across from each other eddie stone pennsylvania fucking friday um october fucking something (laughs) i know i was rolling for a minute i can't Uh, i'm going off the head so um 
20 something the end i think it's the 27th um but check it out online you go online you'll find all the information um check all those shows out support the dude and um yeah again i gotta thank that dude for coming on and um yo i'm gonna again i haven't been taking these breaks in the middle but i do miss playing fucking music on my show and um so I'm going to end the show here. It's a long one, but I'm ended with the Papoose freestyle that I heard last week. He did on Funk Flex. The shit is fucking bananas. This is why Papoose is one of the most slept on, most underrated fucking MCs in the game. All these mumble rappers doing all this bullshit out here. All this, all this garbage that's coming across. And hold up, before I get into this, uh, let me talk about the Eminem thing. He did, um, he ripped uh, Trump on the BET Cypher. Um, it's getting a lot of attention right now. Um, there's some people that saying, oh, he, you know, shit wasn't good and this and that. Um, you know, he, he spoke a lot of truth on there. Um, was it his best overall just rap? No, of course not. Um, you know, it's supposed to be a freestyle. So, you know, it was done in a style, even if it was written, it was done in a style where it was to, you know, to be slowed down and a little bit more literate than it was to be musical. Cause, uh, you know, an acapella freestyle, you're supposed to take them on like a somewhat of a journey lyrically, and you're supposed to bring them through what you're trying to say and convey your message. And he conveyed his message well. So as far as that went, I think he, he did what he set out to do. He's got an album coming out in, I think November. So I expect a bomb ass track against fucking Trump the way he, uh, if you remember years back, he did the track Mosh, which was a banger and he just fucking ripped Bush a new asshole. Um, so I expect that same type of fire to come out and, and really put down some shit that you could rock. Yeah. You know I mean, this is, this is a freestyle. You go back, listen to a couple of times. I've seen some people saying, Oh, watch this a hundred times. Like, I don't, I don't know if you need to do that, but, um, uh, you know, he, he put out a lot of truth in that shit. And, um, you know, some wild shit Trump's up to. He's up to some real wild shit. So, you know, he's got the platform. He spoke on it. And, um, you know, definitely got a lot of attention right now. Uh, it's only a matter of time before Trump claps back on the tweet, you know. <laughs> but um, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, check out this Papoose freestyle. Um, he just he just murdered this shit. Fuck all that mumble rapper shit. There's real MCs out there. You just got to fucking look. There's cats you never heard of that you'll just see a freestyle and just go, man, lyricism is still fucking out there. It's not as prevalent. It's not as, um, it's not as spotlighted. These mumble rappers are just filthy fucking rich for no goddamn reason. So you motherfuckers out there supporting some bullshit because it makes you nod your head or somehow gets you hyped. I don't know the fuck you're getting hyped about. You can't even understand these motherfuckers. So check out this Papoose freestyle. You want real rap, real raps out there. Check it out. Hey, yo, this Papoose, and I came to kill it. With Funk Flex on Hot 9-7. You know what it is. Ciroc Studios, Funk Flex, Papoose, we here. I mean. Yeah. Pap, it's like your second trip up here, bro. Oh, man, it's great to be here, man. Killed him last time. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, man. I tried, Flex. That's all, man. Let's go, Earns. Yeah. Rolling in the coke. Yeah. Breaking hard. Oh, man. Okay, y'all know what it is. Brooklyn, what's up, man? We on it, man. Yo, yo, yo. Kaepernick set an example for the NFL. 
None of them listen. Now they all kneeling since Trump called them sons of a bitches. Hurricane Harvey happened during the harvest. The first five letters the same. Peep the logic. H-A-R-V-E. Let's be honest. I'm sending my condolences. This is a government project. Militant. I keep the magnum usually quick to grab the Uzi. If I get hot again, man, I ain't doing songs with nobody. I'm acting snooty. I would never let another rapper use me. Ain't have a deal in years, still flashing jewelry. Do I look like I got left off a of bad and bougie? Grown men bunched up in the club. Where the women at? G shit, call me Heathcliff. I'm a different cat. You slap me, then I slap you. I can't get with that. You slap me, I gotta clap you. Ain't no tip for tat. Niggas spit it whack. Claiming that they could spit with Pap. Your ghostwriter got a ghostwriter. What kind of shit is that? Run DMC? I was rocking the leather. When Biggie had the game locked, I was cocking Berettas. Hip-hop raised me. I'm wiser than never. I knocked the snot out of your snot box like Floyd did Conor McGregor. You telling me this clown is a killer. Silly guys. The only clown I knew who was a killer was Pennywise. This ain't the movies, and you not it. So if you play me for a fool, I'ma shoot my shit. Yo, you take the stand for that pussy. You turn on your own man for that pussy. You do anything for the pussy. Well, to me, that just means you a pussy. I do it big for the queen. Yo, I take a swig for the queen. Yeah, that's how I live for the queen. My wife caught a case, I did a bid with the queen. Yo, I make it hot for the queen. I do the wop for the queen. Come on, I take shots for the queen. Got married on, loving hip-hop for the queen. Touch foes. Before I could even touch O's, I had to lock, load, reload, and unload. You think drug money is free, I suppose. That money about as free as a man with his cuff closed. Hammers, I tuck those. Them cameras, I duck those. Ran on the rough road, my stamina unfolds. Amateurs, uh-oh, I'm there with your punk flows. Stand with my son, oh, we plan to watch us blow. Damn, I'm a fucking pro. Stand to the cunning flows. Put my hand on the banister, manage to clam up those. Won't let me in the club, cause they see the gun bows. Wait for the bouncers after the club close. Y'all niggas be in the club throwing them bows. I ain't throwing no elbow. Hell no, I'm throwing them foes. Rappers are talk greasy to you with your flows. That's why I keep a lot of boogers in my snub nose. Clouds the reason this game's become cold. But they dissolve when the sun rolls. If your man is stressed, you the weakness, you vulnerable, nigga. He make you feel safe cause he roll with you, nigga. If I back him down, what you supposed to do, nigga? I stick y'all up like promotional stickers. I'm a lyricist, every line is a quotable, nigga. Damn soldiers, stand closer, stand over you, nigga. Y'all doing niggas over, one over you, niggas. I'm the first Pat Pulse, no overdue, nigga. Flow treacherous, I spit pain on those records. And you enjoyed it cause my pain is your pleasure. Most masterful messenger who speak with the most methods. Don't threaten the messenger, just respect your message. No substance, no presence, they so precious. So threatened, rappers is buying their own records. True school graduate, you in the lower grade. And you keep blocking the sun, you throwing shade. My dough is made, the mother dudes is overpaid. I'm so hot, I blow up your spot with no grenade. When I step in each booth, I let them see proof. Eat you sweet niggas up, I got a sweet tooth. But the teachers a must, I gotta reach you. So I seek to discuss philosophy and truth. Broccoli and beef boots, you just a weak fluke. Reaching my Gino Green Goose, let the thing loose. Cops chase me in the building, they never seen juice. Run to the top floor, jump across each booth. You don't think the street dope, you can't beat poop. Nicer than five soloists, ten duos, and three groups. They better regroup. Battery dead, need a boost. I'm deeper than deep cooch when featuring um. Catch you on your peak stoop. Hit him with the heat. Oops, I eat him like sweet fruit. All on him like cheap soup. Bury him like deep roots. 
Then flee in the green coop. Retreat when the heat shoot. Beating up, chasing the troop. To keep it 100, all I need is one mic. You only live once. God gave you one life. I caught one felony, committed one crime. I was on First Street, ducking from the one time. It's only one life, one king, one son, one love. Love's gonna get you. KRS one. Had to run from two cops for two blocks. It's too hot. Hand on my 22, listening to Tupac. I'm now a two-time felon, two thorough, two limas. Had to quit my ex-girl, cause she was a two-timer. Two in your lower body, two in your upper. One time a lollipop, two times a sucker. Bust three checks, they gon' clear in three days. You was talking about me, you ain't know they let me listen on a three-way. He had a three-pound when he caught his third strike. He a three-time loser, they gave him a three to life. 44 Magnum, 40 caliber handgun. Sipping the 40 ounce of beer, hey, well, you can't come. Twin 40 cows on my waist, I'm a thug. I got two 40s on me like the 4040 club. Five burrows of death. You don't understand, don't give me a five if you ain't my man They taking shots at Remy Machiavelli, I'm like, wow Five shots couldn't drop her, she took it and smelled A couple of my homeboys rep that five, they throw it up Give you five on the black hand side If my plan got a problem, I'm a ride I be there like Jackie Tito, Jermaine Marlon, Michael, the Jackson Five We could build on a six guard Six stands for equality, that's if you swift guard Head crack you at the dice game, I wrote the six, y'all Fuck a 16, I could kill you in six balls you sold your soul to the devil, so it's hard to compete. You rap it six, 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 that's the mark of the beast. They say seven's the lucky number, but we've been suffering seven winters and six summers. In the sprinter with seven shooters to seven seater. Niggas is snitching, they be singing like seven streeter. Caught them slipping at the seven eleven and did them dirty. Try to play me, I'm crazy, baby, seven thirty. Last night I ate on the block, made eight licks Last customer who got on my nerves got 86 Mess with me, get your full eight Quote Pat Poof, messing with me I get you eight like four times two Travel with the nine on my side It's nine, nine, wide eyed These pussy cats got nine lives The greatest rapper died on March night, son I got 99 problems and the bitch ain't one Ayo Flex, I'm gone, man You know what it is, Pat Poof, Bars, Ciroc Studio yeah. Funk Flex, we here Yo, it's starting to listen. Yo. <laughs> oh, shit! You know what I mean? Like, that's what the fuck lyricism is. Check out the Hot Tag Podcast. They're doing an interview tonight. Uh, well, they pre-recorded, whatever. Uh, you can check out their archive. They did an interview with Ricky O. Uh, and then they're doing a normal Hot Tag Podcast thing, talking all WWE and all this other stuff. Um, so get into all that with them. You can check me out with Shaheen on Sunday or Monday, one of those days, I believe. Um, he's going to go to the CZW show and I think possibly even the, the other show. So he, he's going to a shitload of shows. So we'll be able to talk about all sorts of shit that he sees and um, with the new building and everything over there. So check that out. Check out Sports Den as always. Um, check me out next week right here. Um, CZW world champion unless something changes, but he's, he's fighting Ethan Page. I can't imagine. Can't imagine they're going to switch the title. But anyway, CZW world heavyweight champion Shane Strickland next week returns to you because Kick Radio. So check me out. Thanks for listening. Uh, check y'all motherfuckers next week. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and uh 
shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like, Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! The sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.